such a beautiful sound. Welcome back to Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks, episode 106. Me and Bunner here holding the fort down as always. Got a special guest for everybody. Owner, promoter, and driver of the Indiana 305 Race Saver Series, Alfred Geldridge. What's going on, Alfred? How's it going today? Doing good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining. Uh, so yeah, you're the you're the uh, the guy for the the race savers for here in the state of Indiana. The one of the guys, anyway. Uh, yeah, I think I'm. Uh, I, yeah, I think I'm the guy that just doesn't know how to say no. <laughs> <laughs> There's I, always that guy, right? That's one of those guys. Yeah. I think Somebody I'm one of those to guys it. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, the Indiana 305 race savers. I'm pretty. Uh, Seems like the series is, uh, from what we've seen of it, anyways, grown pretty well in the past few years. Or at least they're coming around a lot more. They come to a lot of tracks throughout the state, and even in Ohio and things like that, right? Absolutely, yeah. No, the <clears throat> the series itself, um, you know, started in in uh, Bloomington as just a one track um, class, you know, and uh, the uh, the guy that founded it, Dan Roberts, he um, he kind of took a risk, you know, jumping in um, with a winged series. Um, and a smaller engine series at um, historic Bloomington Speedway where, you know, everybody's pretty diehard, non-wing, 410 yeah. sprint car racers. So um, it started out, you know, humbly and small, you know, 12, 13 cars a night. Um, but, you know, Dan really believed in, in the brand and what it, um, what it could do, you know, give uh, younger drivers an opportunity to come up and uh and race sprint cars but maybe not you know have to spend so much money or you know not have to go up against 40 cars a night um like they were getting um and then on the other side of that spectrum you know it gives um some some racers that maybe are, are burnt out on spending so much money you know or, or burn out on on driving whatever it was they were driving um gives them a chance to get into a wing sprint car for you know an affordable price relatively speaking yeah. still racing so yeah so nothing's really affordable but yeah so yeah it started out pretty um pretty small and humble um but grew quickly you know dan did a great job ran it from 2015 through 2018 and um he started he even started kind of branching out to some of the other tracks they had a lot of races uh north vernon yeah. uh, there at twin cities raceway and um so eventually got up to you know that 17 18 car uh average um and then myself along with some others we took over um in 2019 um dan kind of orchestrated a, a transfer uh to a five-person board um it was myself uh bob shut uh, kevin huntley um daryl tate and mickey smith um all of us at the time owned cars in the series so it seemed like you know we were the best fit to make sure it grew in the right direction um and then yeah since then there's been a lot of things that happened and uh but fortunately we've been able to branch out reach to a lot of different areas you know we race like you said uh we've, we've worked well with the group that um, runs the same class in ohio um if there's a dirt track in indiana we've we've uh, probably raced there or at least asked to race there yeah um and we've even branched down to florence and kentucky and we'll be at red hill in illinois this year so definitely um seen some good growth over the years our average car counts are up um this year we're averaging 25 cars a race obviously oh, yeah. some big some big money races helped <laughs> bump those numbers up um yeah. 
but even without those, we're still averaging about 20, you know, 21. So it's, um, yeah, it's good. It's been, it's been a nice steady growth. Um, and it's, it's in a really good spot right now. A lot of young drivers just getting into racing, you know, coming out of quarter midgets or micros, getting into sprint car racing Yeah, and, um, several, um, you know, uh, I don't know what you would call. I don't want to say, you know, uh, old drivers, but seasoned <laughs> drivers, um, seasoned veterans. Like my, yeah, there you go. <laughs> veterans like myself that just yeah. don't want to race anything else, you know? So, um, that's nah, a good, it's a good group for sure. Yeah. And it's a good group. And like you said, and, uh, pretty competitive, what it seems like. I mean, there's, you know, there's, you know, not usually just one guy, you know, running the whole thing or winning, you know, there's, there's some new guys, young or young guys and. It's always, yeah, it's always guys, and, guys and girls. Yeah, um, yeah. We just we just had a 15 year old Kayla Martin when um, when at Circle City uh, our Crossroads Classic race. So that's um, it, it, to answer your question or, or to your to, to comment on your statement. Yes, we have a pretty good parity at the top. Yeah. Um, with with feature winners um, and just people that perform well. You know, they got um, obviously some names that have been in this this series for a while. Um, Ethan Barrow, John Painter. Um, Bradley stare at these guys that you know they show up and you, you're you're looking for them to be at the front um, and they still they still get a lot of wins um, but we definitely do there's been a lot of uh, um, fresh faces into the series here in the last couple of years uh, a, a big push from quarter midget families um, Bryce Norris and Carson Dillian yeah uh, they two drivers that um, that moved up along with Blaine Ridgely another one that are all um, really talented young kids that um that really surprised me with how well they took to a big you know 1600 pound or 1500 pound sprint car coming out of quarter midgets um and have all been very successful in our series and and the surrounding area so it's it's awesome to see that um and then yeah like i touched on uh, kayla martin she um she came out of the micros and and uh, this is her second year but she didn't really run a full year last year and Showed a ton of improvement and really, um, you know, kind of kind of made a statement here. The last few races, uh, Gas City and uh, Circle City, it's like her uh, her stomping grounds here. She's been top five, top three, and then finally just uh, won. But she won with authority. She kind of put a whooping on everyone in yeah. the last race. So <laughs> that's what so I heard. It's yeah. good to see. Yeah, yeah, it's really good to see, and it's really nice to to see different faces in victory lane and um, and definitely see these families that have gotten involved and and um, ha- they have success. You know relatively quick yeah um it, it bodes it bodes well for the series it bodes well for you know bringing in fans and new new faces so it's uh it's very exciting for sure and you mentioned bryce we've had him on before a few years ago but uh right man he shot up like a weed here lately but um yeah he did uh like you said about growing it you know he he uh got a 410 and was itching to get into some 410 racing and went down around with the outlaws down and was at alabama earlier in the year so he- yeah, I mean, he went down there and uh, made us made the features for his first try. Yeah, um, that's and, awesome. and you know, definitely turned some heads. They 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 struggled a little bit, if I remember correctly, that night with yeah. um, some some rear end issues. Um, they kept popping out of gear, but once they got it figured out, he you know he did as well as I was hoping he was going to do. You know, he he yeah. definitely has some talent, um, and and they're definitely doing the right thing. You know, trying to get him as many laps as possible. Um, so it's good, you know. I love, I love to see it. Our, our, even our, our champion. He won our points championship um, not last year, but the year before. Um, Justin Clark. He um, from Ohio, so yeah. I, I can't necessarily claim him. He's an Ohio guy, but he races. <laughs> yeah. He raced with us a lot over the last four years, 
um, two-time national IMCA yeah. race saver sprint champion. Um, won the Ohio championship a bunch, but anyway, he's, you know, racing with the fast three Oh five guys and, or sorry, fast four ten guys. Um, yeah. and, uh, also just kind of some, you know, local slash, uh, uh, um, touring series shows OVSCA. And then I think he even went up to Michigan and, and actually won a race up there with the uh, NRA guys or yeah. GLSS guys. I never know which there's so many, <laughs> so many different groups. Sometimes I get them mixed up, but, yeah. but he's done really well. He's another one, you know, um, that, uh, we like to see be successful. Yeah. And even if you go a little further back, you know, Anton Hernandez actually won a championship. Um, I think it was 2018 maybe. Um, hold on. I got, I could probably pull that up 2018 or 2019. Uh, but either way, he, um, you know, then had pretty good success with USAC and, and, and you know, more non-wing stuff. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so it's, it's always nice to see that, you know. For sure. I think I do remember him at when, maybe it was back when it started around to, there on the time Bloomington was running him. I remember him running a 305 there on a – I think it might have been Sprint Week maybe, one year, one year. He was there every week, I'm sure, but – yeah, um, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, we get we usually get a Sprint Week show or two every year. We have one this year, and yeah, he's he's um he was very successful uh, in our class. I think yes, yeah, so it was 2019. He won, and I think he won five or six races that year. Um, you know, and that was uh that was the first year we took over running the series, I guess, as the board, and um, so that's we. I don't remember all the tracks we went to, but we went to several. You know, Hobstadt. Yeah. Um. North Vernon, Kokomo, all those ones. So, uh, actually, I do remember that point championship came down between him and Ethan Barrow to the last race at Kokomo, and I think it was like four points was the the total between them at the end of the year. Damn. So yeah, so it was <laughs> it was a really competitive year for sure, and uh, and and yeah. But anyway, you know, it's nice to see these guys that come through and then move on to something else and uh, and and be successful. You know, yeah. in uh, yeah. like we know they can be because you know there's a lot of good drivers that that come through our series and that stay in our series. And, um, you know, you want to see everybody get as much recognition as possible. It's tough. As you know, there's, there's, uh, thousands of local dirt racers on any <laughs> given weekend. So everybody's vying for every little bit of attention they can get. Oh uh, yeah. So, uh, you got any, any uh, recaps or anything going on this season from where all you guys have been or. Yeah, some yeah highlights? for sure. Yeah. Some highlights for the year. Um, we, we definitely, um, we we were heavy on the schedule with Bloomington and uh, Lincoln Park Speedway uh, for the first half of the year, um, and that's you know I, I I try to work with the Spiker Promotions Group as much as possible. They run their own um, kind of like a track series between the two tracks. Um, okay. So between Spiker Promotions, myself, and IMCA, we kind of came up with this agreement how to how to manage this because the, the, the class is growing, but we're still not at a point where, you know, just every track can run them on any given weekend and, and have a good car count. Um, so we're all trying to be smart with how we run it. But anyway, um, he, he had a lot of races or, or that, that group, the, uh, the spikers had a lot of races and, um, it's gone well, you know, there's a couple of rainouts early, um, as expected in April, April in Indiana is always risky scheduling mm -hmm. races. Oh yeah. Um, but we came out of the gate strong, you know, 20 plus cars, um, first couple of weekends between those two tracks um and it was like the ethan barrow show i mean i think he won i know with us as far as the schaefer's oil points tracking he he won the first four races he ran with us um but i think he won several more as well at bloomington and putnamville so it kind of uh 
he set the, the precedence early um, that he was the guy to beat. Um, and then that led well into the, the Hot Lane Memorial and um, Fast Freddy race at um, Bloomington and Putnamville. And the Hot Lane Memorial is obviously a big deal to us. You know, we, we worked with Kevin um, for, you know, a couple of years before he passed away, um, specifically on this series. And he really... Uh, beyond his history um and and dirt racing and, and sprint car racing um he really just was somebody that wanted to see people be successful um he cared uh so it was it was it's nice to be able to be um at that race as a as a series and as a competitor uh myself to to be able to race there and um it's it's really cool what uh what that race has turned into they they had it 5,000 to win 500 to start this year oh yeah and um you know, we we had 44 cars show up between um, so most obviously a lot of them from Indiana. Um, quite a few came over from Ohio. Uh, we had some some Pennsylvania guys come over, and even some uh, a Texas team came up, and then some cars out of Illinois that um, have race saver spec uh, engines and whatnot. But they race with uh, that open 305 deal that runs over there. But anyway. It was a great weekend. Forty-four cars at Bloomington on a Friday night. Um, you know, honoring the pup there. That was good. And then, um, uh, of course, Ethan. Ethan walked away with it that <laughs> night. He, he showed everybody that he was still the guy to beat. Yeah. Um, and then the next night at Putnamville, uh, thirty-eight cars showed up, um, and Ethan won that one too. He doubled up on the weekend for the, so, uh, the Fast Freddy. Or yeah, for one? the Fast Freddy. Oh yeah. No, that was the Fast Freddy. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was a great show. And. Um, yeah, we had a lot of cars and a lot of good racing. It, it dragged on a little late, um, which sometimes those things just go that way. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, it was a good show. And, I mean, I think it, it even rained on us uh, at one point, so we had a little bit of a delay, so you can't can't really blame anybody. Yeah. Um, but Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, that's she, common, she that's a common to, thing, so. We cuss her out pretty exactly. regular. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I'm sure you, you do, yeah, too, so. Yeah, me too, for sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that was, you know, through June. Um, and then we, we've now been branching out to a couple more tracks. Um, we had a couple good runs up at gas city. Um, I, I myself actually got, uh, I got injured at gas city. That was a lot of fun. Oh, dang. Um, yeah, I, I, as a promoter, you don't think that, uh, when you're not on the racetrack, right. You think racetrack's the most dangerous place when you're strapped in the car, but I was up in the grandstand, actually, I was up in the tower about about to call the race in the the race before us um the uh the crown vic cars oh. were on the racetrack and they slung a bunch of mud and crap up into the crowd um when they were wrecking coming to the check and a big chunk of it came through the glass in the scoring tower oh, got me in the shit. face wow yeah it was it was it was um it was dramatic uh fortunately everything has has worked out for the most part um i had to get a couple teeth replaced and Damn. had some cuts and cuts and bruises and 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 then uh, it was really concerning because it was two days before the indy 500 and um oh. i i'm a i'm a spotter for um jack harvey uh at the indy 500 so i um you know i had cuts on my eyeball and i was pretty worried about being able to uh to to hold See? up to <laughs> go on the spotter stand yeah, yeah but it all worked out Damn. fortunately um you know still working on some of the insurance stuff which which i don't i don't wish that on anybody oh, after no, having no. gone through this no so still working all that out but um outside of that the racing <laughs> against it has been 
Racing Gas City was good. We got our two races in um, early, uh, one in May and one in June. And then um, we had two in a row at Circle City. And those were good good shows there. Um, the new Dirt, they've done a great job. The new the new owners, um, really happy to to see the improvements. And the the, the previous ownership um, was awesome to work with. And, and um, you know, they did an awesome job getting that place started. And... Um, and to where it is, and then this new group has really done well to to continue um, growing it. And uh, the biggest thing they did, yeah, definitely was getting that new that new dirt down and, and eliminating the rock concern because yeah. that track was was a bit of a rock quarry. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely nice to go two weeks in a row there and um, and not have to worry about uh, repairing body panels or wings from from rock damage. Um, but but the racing was good too. They they they're really figuring it out. You know, it's, I think it's a bunch of pavement guys that took the place over. So yeah. um, they're taking they're taking to dirt really well. Um, great group to work with, and uh, we're excited. I got one more race there um, at the end of the year. It's their Spooky 150, so it'll be a, more of a fun night. I think we're gonna try to try to throw some fun little uh, things into it because it's not a points race. So. Okay. But yeah, that, that's pretty much where we're at now. Um, and I mean, moving forward, we're we're into the like I said, we were really heavy on the um, Bloomington Putnamville stuff in the first half. But moving forward, we have a a pretty um, pretty a nice variety on the schedule. I should yeah. say uh, we got uh, Florence. Uh, well, so one more Bloomington coming up. Uh, Sprint Week can't forget about Sprint Week. You know, yep. it's always nice to uh, to get on the cameras with Flow Racing and sure. uh, and be out there in front of a big crowd. Racing in front of big crowds definitely. Yeah. Um, amps things up a little bit so yeah. we're looking forward to that next friday uh or this coming friday now um and then the next night we're down at florence kentucky um and and they that promoter down there has done a great job with that he he, he makes it a dollar beer night uh he did last year when we showed up and he's doing it again this year so that Dang. place is packed with, hell yeah <laughs> yeah that place <laughs> they, he knows how to he knows how to fill the seats he knows his crowd well um and yeah, last year we were the first time Florence had sprint cars. Um, I think since 2009. Wow. Uh, and I think we were the first time they had wing sprint cars since maybe the 90s. Damn. Um, yeah. So they got late model, was, late uh, model modified the stuff down there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely late model country. Um, they do the the big north south race. Yeah. Um, and you know they have all the big names show up there. So it was. Um, it was fun to, to get to break in and, and, and go there, but then yeah. also be successful. You know, we were, um, we were able to co-sanction it with the Ohio group, um, of race savers. So we, we can kind of guarantee we get a good car count. Um, and it, 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 we fit in well as, as, um, you know, the race saver brand and, and kind of where we fit in, in, uh, uh, the financial side of things i should say because you know we're we bring full-size sprint cars and we we run quick laps because we have the wings yeah um you know but we do race at a much lower cost to the racetracks um so it's it's easier for tracks like that that uh, don't normally run sprint cars it's a little bit easier for them to take the risk and say hey we want to run sprint cars um you know, and see how the fans like it, see what the turnout is without having to risk a giant payday by bringing USAC down or yeah. the All-Stars or the Outlaws. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a nice niche that we've, you know, that I found and working with others in, in our group here um, that we found that, you know, the series fits in well um, at those kinds of facilities, you know, once or twice a year. 
Um, but then it also it's nice because we go down to those races and we're the we're the big class, you know, we're the premier um, yeah. class on the card. Whereas you know when we race at at Putnamville or Bloomington or Gas City, yeah. uh, Kokomo, whatever, you know, everyone's there to watch the non-wing 410 guys. That's that's just how it is here in Indy. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, that's we're looking forward to Florence. Um, and then after that, uh, I got a non-points race at, at Moeller. Uh, we try to help those guys out in Ohio, make sure they get a good car count. But then really our, our big summer, um, late summer race um, that always is fun is down there by you guys at um, Hobstock, Tri-State Speedway, our, um, our one show at the, at the class track for the Hoosier Sprint Nationals. Um, Oh, yeah. We love going down there. We normally get, it's usually, historically, always our best car count. Yeah. Um, this year, it's going to be hard to beat 44 cars at Bloomington, but yeah. <laughs> um, we'll be in the mid to high 20s, um, and I love that place. I wish we could race there more, um, but again, you know, the the, uh, the group there, they definitely, um, the Helfriches, they definitely know what works and they have a great fan base and and i don't blame them for not wanting to mix it up too much because um, yeah. they have a really good formula at that track for uh, sure we agree yeah <laughs> yeah for sure no everybody like I've, I've yet to hear any of the people that i race with or or that run in our series um ever say you know hey we should go we shouldn't go there anymore everybody's always asking me you know can you get two can you get three yeah shows there and i ask every year uh tom and loris definitely heard from me often um but they like us on the one date and yeah. and we've been close we've run two there before and then i've been close getting us the second one again here in the last couple of years but but again they they they're very successful for a reason and i don't blame them yeah. um so definitely excited about that then we have a reschedule from a rain out back at uh, putnamville for the bill gardner night we were night one that got rained out um, so I think we'll be running with MSCS that night, which is always fun to race with those guys, put yeah. on a good show. Um, then we're into September at Red Hill. I'm excited to go to a new track. Um, I know it's um, you know reopened here recently, so it's always nice to see a track come back for sure. Yeah, <laughs> You don't um, see that very often. It's usually the other way. Exactly. Yeah, right. You know, it's definitely um, crazy times these, these last uh, – several years yeah. hearing about all these tracks coming and going and or mostly going yeah so definitely nice to see one come back we want to we want to go down there and support it and um put on a good show i know they've uh, i think maybe this weekend coming or, or soon they have the all-stars coming that's through tomorrow that's tomorrow tomorrow yeah, yeah. okay i was gonna ask if there you were going because go. me and charlie's going over <laughs> we'll, we'll so. be there uh i might yeah. have to yeah i um i might have to i'm, I'm trying to do some repairs on my race car uh, we, we didn't have a great outing at circle city but anyway um yeah no so we we're excited to get down there support that place and um, put on a good show um and then really the the rest of the the schedule there uh the the last two big highlights at least um is lawrenceburg uh and then kokomo and lawrenceburg is big for me it's it was um, I made a, a three to five year plan when I when I first got involved with um, with the board, and then obviously a couple of years later it was you know just me and, and Bob Shutt running it, and now it's just me. Um, but I've I've had this three to five year plan that I put together back in 2019, and like the second item, uh, I think the item number one was we had to buy our own scales uh, so that we had the same set of scales at every race, and oh, then yeah. item number two was was get a race at Lawrenceburg. Um, 
So every year I've been very annoying uh, to Dave Rudisell <laughs> and, and respectfully annoying. And I think, um, you know, I've had to change up my tactics on how to communicate with them. What, you know, you have to learn from these promoters what they like to hear and what they don't like to hear and, yeah. and just how they like to communicate. You know, some are just emails, some are phone calls, and some are text messages. Um, and some are none of the above. You know, they're just like a ghost. They're hard to get a hold of. Um, <laughs> But uh, I've, I finally was able to, I think, to crack the code a little bit, and, and, and uh, Mr. Russo was was very he he was very nice to work with. He he actually uh, you know kind of communicated to me what he's looking for um, last year, and then I was able to work some things sponsorship wise and um, and get some some stuff figured out and and be able to present to him what I think is a, is a good package for him to take that risk on running us because. You know, you look at Lawrenceburg, they were on the Outlaws um, right after the 500 on Memorial Day weekend on that Monday, and then they never run wings. You know, that's it. That's the only wing race, and he knows knows that's going to get a big fan count for that Outlaw show and everything else. He knows exactly how it works, so it's definitely um, hard to break into these guys' uh, formulas, these tracks' formulas, when when we're kind of an unknown entity. But we came up with something that works. He, He found a date. Late in September, so September 23rd, we're excited to get back there. Um, it's on our schedule. It's on the Ohio schedule, so we're we're pretty confident we're going to have um, a good number of cars coming. And then also the night before on that Friday night, um, the Ohio guys are running at Moeller, just on the other side of Cincinnati. So we're hoping uh, you know we can attract quite a few traveling cars as well, uh, maybe yeah. from out of state to uh, to come. A come up for the weekend, get two races in at two cool tracks. Um, you know and have a good time so that's definitely exciting and then um always we we end our point season at kokomo at the kokomo clash um we we love racing there we always put on a good show it's such a a, it's a really good just shaped racetrack for our cars it's turns into slide job city almost every time oh yeah um and yeah so we put on a really good show there and and we love working with the the o'connors um and you know that's another track where they they know what works. They have their formula. They they uh, they know what brings fans into the crowd and what brings um, cars into the gates. So it's um, it's definitely special to get to race there when there's so many other series that um, that try to you know. And, and yeah. again, it's 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 helpful. We're at that little bit of a price range that that makes it a little bit easier for for uh, tracks to take the risk on us, but. But yeah, so that's pretty much the run through the schedule, and then yeah, like I said earlier, we got the Spooky 150 at Circle City right before Halloween. So I think we're going to try to do some fun stuff there. Um, you know, I'm going to try to maybe convince my race director to jump in my race car, <laughs> um, see how he likes it. Yeah. Um, and actually, he's yeah, I shouldn't say that he's raced. He's he's a racer yeah. at heart. He's he ran sprint cars before. Uh, Derek Williams. And he's a he's a great guy, and uh, I definitely want to just. Uh, Get him in there, and maybe I'll jump on the radio and yell at him a little bit. Yeah, tell him he's yeah, lining up wrong. Yeah, uh, reverse him. the roles. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> tell him he jumped the restart too many times, and I'll I'll move him back a few rows. You know yeah. all that fun stuff. Uh huh. So is it was this honest day? Uh, is there some kind of shootout or something as well, or what's that? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm sure if you're paying attention to to short track racing um, around Indiana, you've you've heard about honest Abe now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very much. Sure. And, yes. Yes, exactly, and it's yeah. it's awesome to see uh, a company and um, you know a group come in and uh, inject that kind of support into local racing. Um, 
you can see with USAC, you know, the, the Bennett cars have Honest Abe all over them, Abe Lincoln out there racing around, and Kevin Newton, um, you know, he has them all over his cars, and, and, and he's the guy, basically. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's raced with us the last two seasons. He, he jumped on board last year. Um, I remember when he showed up at Terre Haute. I didn't know who he was. You know, I didn't know his history, anything about him. And, and uh, he's got a pretty big history, you know, in motorsports. Um, and, and he's been, you know, successful in race quite a bit. But uh, he uh, he came up to sign in, and I was like, all right, you know, you're comfortable starting up front. You know, we're at a half mile. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know everybody, so I was, I was ready to tell him, hey, you got to start in the back of this heat race, and he kind of looked at me like I was crazy, and I was like, well, you know, I don't know who you are, and he's like, man, I ran pavement 410 sprint cars, you know, I'd do it 180 miles an hour, you know, whatever, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you'll be fine, you know, kind of, <laughs> like, I didn't know, you know, just but checking, then, and then just he, checking, yeah, yeah, exactly, you know, you got to do your due diligence, yeah. but, um, but no, he, he's had a lot of success racing with us, won a couple of races, runs up front, um, and you know i i talked with him a little bit last year he supports some of the cars uh some of the drivers in our series as well um through his uh, metal supply depot company um so i talked to him a little bit last year on some promotion stuff and and um you know he's very business-minded very smart guy and um we were able to come up with something this year that kind of fit with what um what we were trying to do so yeah this the auto save thing you know we we picked five races just for the this year to see um how it goes but we wanted to um pick five you know generally different markets so we started with the race up at gas city you know north of indianapolis kind of that that northern indiana market um and then he was on board for the crossroads race so right in the heart of indianapolis um and then um night three is coming up here at florence so down in that greater cincinnati um tri-state area yeah um and then uh night four we're we're at red hill um so again hitting that illinois market we're kind of trying to bounce all around plus that's not too far off of evansville and everything else down there um and then the last night down at lawrenceburg back in the greater cincinnati area um so the from a promotion standpoint, you know, we kind of looked at the map and, and, and where our races were and tried to spread it out as much as possible, um, you know, to try to get them some exposure. But then, um, you know, on the other side of it, it's it's an opportunity for us to, to increase the payout a little bit without having to uh, reach into the racetrack promoter's pocket, um, which is, you know, critical these days. Everybody's trying to... Um, to maximize their returns as much as possible so it's hard when you go to a racetrack and, and you know the promoter has to shell out anything extra so it's yeah. it's a great opportunity because we're able to um take that money and put it just towards the purse um whereas you know someone like the schaefer oil deal which has been a huge supporter for us and, and a fantastic group you know that's more always towards the championship um fund as well as you know keeping the series rolling um across a whole summer you know or whole race season um so it's nice just to have a focused little bit of money. So yeah, we, we bump the purses up, um, thousand to win, two hundred to start every night. It's pretty healthy all the way through um, on those five nights. Um, and I'm tracking a separate points uh, championship for those. Um, and you know, at the end of the at the end of it, we're going to do some fun stuff. Um, I, I'm trying to find where i can get a nice top hat to give to the champion <laughs> that'd be um, awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like maybe that. a fake maybe a fake beard uh, yeah. 
<laughs> and, and Kayla, Kayla Martin's leading it right now, so I'm, I'm really hopeful that she wins it because I'd like to see, yeah. I'd like to see a fake beard and a top fake hat. beard and a top hat on her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, be, we'll, we'll, but, wait, uh, we'll be waiting for that to see who comes out on top. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure. No, so it's a fun one, um, and it's nice to uh, to kind of do some of the you know racing within racing kind of stuff. Um, track a couple different championships and. Um, you know, try to drum up some some interest and try to drum up some uh, some support for Honest Day Roofing. That uh, really, you know, like I said at the start of this, the whole spiel here, they they've really injected a lot of um, support into short track racing as a whole. So it's awesome to see um, see them help us out as well and come on board like that. Yeah. So you've mentioned Schaefer's Oil a couple of times. Tell us a little bit about the sponsors of the series. Yeah, absolutely. So, so definitely Schaefer's Oil. Um, they've jumped on board. This is the third season um, that we're completing with them as the, the title sponsor. Um, and you know, it's the power of uh, the PRI show. We we, um, we Bob Shut and myself, you know, go to that every year. And um, he's you know uh, at the time was still very heavily involved in the series. Um, and he still is. He still helps out a lot behind the scenes and everything. But um, he he really landed that deal. You know, got the conversation rolling. We have some some information packets that I put out. You know, and some some nice uh, marketing materials that I come up with. Uh, but it worked. You know, and I was right at the heart of COVID and all that. So it kind of got everything got a little delayed. But um, when everybody started working again and everything, she uh, our contact there um, at Schaefer's gave us a ring and. Um, they came on board, was able to uh, boost our our championship fund, uh, able to put some money up for some races. Last year, the the uh, Crossroads Classic, you know, we paid eighteen thirty nine to win. That was the year Schaefer's was founded, so it was eighteen thirty nine to win, and I think it was three fifty to start. Um, we had like a twelve, almost thirteen thousand dollar total purse for the feature, um, huh. and that was huge at the time. You know, we had that was the biggest purse at the time. Yeah. Um, so and and we really just hadn't seen that kind of racing and uh, racing for that kind of money in Indiana at that point. So, um, you know, they really enabled a lot for us. Um, and then on the series side as well, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, it, when we when we took over, there was no scales, no equipment, nothing. You know, so having their support to be able to to get that um, helps a ton. And then they give us a bunch of free stuff: koozies, shirts hats um which is awesome because we just turn around and give those to fans or drivers and crew um and it, it you know every little bit helps in this kind of racing um, yeah yeah for sure you know and and especially with fan interaction if we can go out there throw a couple t-shirts out to the crowd um and do some koozies uh you know it, people oh yeah hey, this is pretty cool and look at you know it's got their name all over it and hopefully buy some buy some product um so Schaefer's has been fantastic, you know, title sponsor for the last couple of years, um, and we love working with them. Um, and then, and before that, Excalibur Graphics was our, our title sponsor actually when we first took over. And um, I'm friends with with uh, Mason that runs that the graphics company there, and he's um, it's been really cool to see what he's done. Um, I think I was the first sprint car he actually put decals on. Um, cool. He, he called me up one day and said, hey, let's throw some decals on that thing. And, I, you know, it worked out great. And he's grown now to where he's doing full <laughs> total rigs. You know, he does all the NOS Energy stuff for Clawson Marshall Racing. and um, He's putting decals. The guy's just swamped. He's putting putting stickers on everything. Yeah, so, I see that name a lot. Right, he does yeah, all Swanson, kinds of series. Jack Swanson stuff. I think he does the BG Dartery. Yep. 
Yeah. Uh, CJ yeah. and Carson uh, Scars, you set guys. Yeah, you turn on Flow or Dirt Vision, and more than likely you're about to see a handful of his cars. Yeah. You know yeah. that he's that he's done the designs and, and install for. So, it's uh, it's really cool to see uh, his success um, and, and knowing that it just started out of his garage at his house. Um, you know, down the road from me. Um, so I'm really I always try to to you know remember. Um, and and he did. He supported us early on, and I don't want to I don't want to forget that. Um, but yeah, we've had some great companies as well. Just do a lot of contingency stuff. All Star Performance for the last couple of seasons um, has been a huge supporter of us. They give us certificates and um, swag, hats, banners, all kinds of fun stuff to give away. Um, so we we give out certificates for heat race wins or hard charger or you know whatever it is. We we throw those All Star certificates to pretty much anybody we can. Um, and it, it you know drums up it's a great program because you don't have to just go on their website or call them you can go to indie race parts here locally because um, they're an all-star dealer and the the certificate works through them so as long as it's within their network it's it's good um so that's always nice and and they've been a great supporter um Schoenfeld headers they they give our champion a set of headers at the end of every year um we've done that for the last three four seasons um and working with those guys has always been really nice and obviously a very well established brand in our <coughs> our um our type of racing that's, um that's a pretty sweet deal yeah yes yeah, it's, it's a great deal and um it's it's a nice little a little something extra at the end of the year um if you know for for committing to all the races um and uh, you know not to a championship is is tough, right? And I I, yeah. I wish I could give more um, for our champions uh, every year, um, but it's uh, it's really cool to to be able to support them and you know in any way possible the the, the guys that have been at the top every year. Um, but yeah, and then um, Hoosier Tire jumped on board the last couple of seasons. We get a couple of uh, right rear tires to give away uh, tire certificates, um, so they've been an awesome supporter, obviously. We're a Hoosier Tire series, um, so they support us anyway. The Race Saver Tire, it's a great deal. They, they um, full size sprint car tire, but they they knock some price off um, through the Race Saver uh, agreement that they have. So that's it cool. is a spec tire, and, and I know that's kind of uh, not everyone's favorite topic, but no, um, it no. works. <laughs> <laughs> or or some people like talking about it on Facebook, but uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, as yeah, far as the driver sure. goes, yeah, they don't want to talk about that for sure. But exactly, uh, yeah, buying but, them anyways, but. Yeah, no, but it's it's a good it's a good deal for us. It's um, the, the race saver tire is a good tire. It, it's hard as a brick sometimes, uh, or after any heat cycles, but it's it's a good tire. It holds up, and it's been pretty consistent. Um, so it's nice to have their support uh, both from the you know national price package that they offer for the tire, but then also with some free ones to give away. Um, so that's our, our friends over there at um, Hoosier Tire Midwest and, and Hoosier Tire you know nationally. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, some more of the local guys. You know, we uh, NPD Race Engines, Nalen Power Development. Um, Alex, obviously, races with us. Um, and Dennis has um, been a supporter of this series, I think, maybe from year one, maybe year two, back 2016-ish um, time frame. And uh, Dennis builds a lot of engines, 305 engines and, and Race Saver engines, 410 engines. He builds all kinds of stuff, but he's he's got quite a few of them. Um, his engines were in... Um, uh, Justin Clark's car those those two years he won the national championship so so he's definitely um, knows knows how to get him going um, but he's yeah. he's been our hard luck supporter hard luck award um, supporter for the last couple of seasons um, 
and you know we have some certificates to give away and it's the same kind of deal you know you can call him up and and he's a supplier or dealer for for many other companies so um, I got. I've, unfortunately, I've been on the end, the receiving end of some of those NPD hard luck awards. Um, <laughs> so you know, I could call Dennis up and say, "Hey, I need a water pump belt, or yeah. uh, you know, a water pump," and and you know, gets get a little bit of a price break. Fortunately, there you go. Um, so we love we love having uh, him and his his company on board for sure. Um, and then the MSG company, they've been our hard charger award. Um, it's actually my mom. It's great. Um, she does some consulting work. Um, and the construction industry, road construction industry, and uh, she uh, obviously my mom's a big supporter of yeah, everything yeah, I do. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm very fortunate to have that, and yeah. uh, so we uh, we we love having that. And she's she's done you know fifty bucks for hard charger, a hundred bucks for hard charger on special nights, and um, so it's been really nice to have. Um, and then yeah, that last one I threw in there on the notes was uh, old uh, Behringer's Tavern. That's our our local watering hole up here on the south side of Indy. Um, many business meetings between Bob Shutt and myself <laughs> when we were when we were getting things going uh-huh. uh, or had at that that good old Behringer's Tavern. Um, and they've been a supporter of ours for a while. Um, you know, they did some heat race winning. Uh, cash awards uh, a couple seasons but here lately they um they help us out with just an end of the season party you know it's it's i i, I try not to call it a banquet because um banquets are really fancy and that's yeah. just not really my style yeah hell yeah um <laughs> you know we just we just have a party at the bar um you know we do a quick little uh trophy presentation uh i go around make sure i shake everyone's hands buy a few beers yeah. for everybody um and behringer's definitely uh gives us a good uh venue to to do that at and um it it fits our style very well so it's been a great company to work with and there's there's i know there's people i i I forget um but man we've had so much support um and it's been really cool being someone that's been in racing for a long time but never really on this side of things until here you know recently last several years um three four years um it's really cool to see this side of it and um, get to work with some of these these people and these companies that I've bought parts from or, 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 you know, bought product from for several years uh, going on decades and, um, and now get to, uh, to be on this side of the table and kind of doing some of the negotiations and trying to, um, just get every little bit of support we can for, for everyone that shows up and puts on the show when we go to the racetrack. Yeah. So, I mean, in case a lot of people don't know about the, the race saver 305 series like uh let's let's talk about the like the race format and the redraws inverts let's give everybody a little idea of how it works yeah for sure we try to um so so yeah on the um the whole thing like we're we're a winged sprint car uh series and we run smaller engines in a state that everybody loves non-wing 410 sprint cars so like it's it's been it's been kind of an uphill battle the whole time so we've we've tried to stay true to the roots of hey we're we're here as a competitive racing series while still remembering that we're also here to entertain people um so we've played around with the format quite a bit over the years um to try to um find that perfect uh format that um that puts on a good show keeps some butts in the seat and the seats in the grandstands um but also provides a fair um shake at it for for the people that show up and compete 
Um, and we've landed on a pretty good format. So, and then also at the same time, you have to balance that most nights we're not the um, the main card for these racetracks here in Indy, especially. Um, so we don't want to take up a lot of time. You know, we don't yeah. want to like we would love to run dashes, you know, trophy dashes every night and um, do all kinds of extravagant stuff. But you know, we we have to keep the show as brief as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, to to keep the promoters and the fans happy. Nobody wants to be there after midnight. Um, uh-huh. So, we've come up with a pretty good format. We we do a pill draw, um, and uh, the pill draw lines you up for your heat race. So we do hot laps, but hot laps on our standard nights is just practice, and that that gives um, a couple of reasons I like to do that. One, I, I you know you come out of the box and it's 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 stressful to have to. Um, to put the car on track and know, man, my lap time actually counts here. Um, you know, and, and especially for a lot of the, our races, we go to tracks that we might only go to one time a year. Um, and we have a lot of new drivers. They've never been there. So it's, it's a bit of a, there's a lot of things that go into that. So I like hot laps to just be hot laps. Um, you know, just get your practice in, get, make sure the gear's right, make sure everything's right. And then we go right into the heat race. Um, we use a passing point system. It's a a variant of the all-star or the uh, ASCS passing point system um so your pill draw lines you up and why we like the passing points is even our heat races are entertaining uh most times you know sometimes you get a couple of snoozers they can't all be zingers um <laughs> but but the idea is you know ethan barrow you know who wins who wins you know four or five races already this year he gets a bad pill draw he's got to start seventh in a, you know deep in a heat race um but it's not like, hey, you just got to get to fourth and you transfer kind of thing. It's um, it's every car you pass, you get six points. And then wherever you finish, you get finishing points. So it's 100 points to finish first, 93 to finish second, 84 for third. It goes down by seven, or 86 for third. It goes down by seven, um, seven points every position you finish. But then every car you pass, you get a plus six. Every car that passes you, you get a minus 1.5. Um and what it does is it makes everybody, every lap you're on the racetrack in the heat races, um, you're, you're pushing it. You're trying to try to get to that next spot or try to make sure that guy that you hear his engine right behind you, you can't let him by. Yeah. Um, it makes everything so, count. Yeah, every, every lap, every, every, every corner counts. So you're really, it's, that's the idea behind the, the passing point system um, and the pill draw. Um, and it's worked. You know, we've we had to tweak it quite a few times. Um, we've had to, that's why we have like the plus six instead of plus five points. Um, and, and we've had to tweak a few things um, on the redraw as well. But it works because it, 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 we still see the, the faster guys usually, you know, starting in the top 10 of the feature at least. Um, but then it's also exciting because sometimes, hey, you might just suck it up in a heat race. And um, then you start, you know, tail end Charlie and, and you can put on a hell of a show driving yeah. through the field and, and you know make a hard charge run um and i, I think john painter actually did that just this weekend he, he flipped pretty good in the, in the heat race um at, at circle city and uh started 20th on the field and drove up to sixth i think fifth or sixth and, and put on a show you know oh, yeah, yeah. so we like to see that um but yeah then our, our redraw we um we usually do a top eight redraw sometimes um if the car counts a little closer to um, you know, 16, 17, we might only do six. We, we try not to redraw half the field kind of thing. Um, so it's either six or eight, and it's just a random redraw. Um, you know, whoever high point man gets to, to pull first. And, you know, they might pull the one, they might pull a five, they might pull an eight. Um, 
but it definitely um, keeps it interesting and it, it, it at least gives the opportunity for the people that earn the most points to start in those first you know three or four rows um, but then also it gives someone a chance to hey you know guy that maybe snuck in eighth place um, on the passing points um, you know pulls a one and starts on the front row and you know now he has a chance uh, you know he or she has a chance to go out there and kind of show their stuff um, you know because again in our class wings and you know part of the stigma um, wing racing uh, if you're that guy or girl in, in clean air you got you got a nice open piece of track you're pretty hard to pass um, yeah. and even on these little bull rings out here that stays true um, for the most part um, but that's where our type of class comes in handy is um, you know, we're a little underpowered for sure. You know, you hear 305 and you think, oh, man, you know, let's go get a beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, they're actually, they're but, actually pretty you know, good. I, I think they're pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're sporty, man. You know, we're you know depending on whose dyno you, you, you go to, they're anywhere from 450 to 500 horsepower. Yeah. Um, you know, 400 plus foot-pounds of torque. Um, our lap times almost always are within a tenth, maybe two. Um, plus or minus sometimes we're a little quicker sometimes we're a little slower than the um, 410 non-wing guys so i mean we're still scooting around these racetracks you know at circle city i think we were running like 12 twos and um uh, it was you know impressive you know it's really it's fast um we go to Terre Haute and hit you know 130 i think 135 yeah. mile an hour down the back stretch when we go there yeah um so i mean you're 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 moving in these things and um but yeah, so it's still though it's a winged, it's a winged sprint car. But the engines, they're all spec. Everybody has to go through the tech process. Everyone has to go through um, the same rule book. And what it does is it keeps it very balanced. So even though you might get stuck in some dirty air, some things like that, if that guy or girl in front of you makes a little bit of a mistake, you know you're you can be right there as yeah. long as you're not making the same mistake. Yeah. Um, and so it keeps it really close. So between the format, the rules, um, and, you know, the, the similarity between all the engines, it really does promote very competitive racing. Um, so, so we try to put that out there as much as possible. And you notice, you know, I try not to even say 305 all that often. Um, that's kind of a, a, I wouldn't say directive, but it's a guideline from, uh, <laughs> from Roger Hayden, the guy that actually owns the race saver brand. Okay. Um, you know, kind of thing. We try not to use 305 too much just because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, your, your average race fan still, they're going to hear that and be like, oh, man, you know, it's a tiny little 305. I remember those things, you know, in my crappy Camaro back yeah. in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you hit the gas and it wouldn't go anywhere. I don't want right. to watch that. Yeah. Uh, you know, but we're still, you know, we're still uh, running on methanol. We're, we got direct uh, fuel injection, mechanical fuel injection. You know, we're not running carburetors. Um, and I try not to, to dog on any any racing. I love any and all racing. Yeah. Um, maybe not maybe not Crown Vicks after my Gas City experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe not after that for sure. <laughs> yeah, after that I, I don't watch Crown Vic racing anymore. But um, you know, sprint cars, carbureted sprint cars just bother me. They at my core, I just don't like a carburetor in a sprint car. Yeah, um, I'll watch it and I'll support it. Um, but. But for sure, you know, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, even your support guys, your support classes, um, your, your your series like us that, you know, come up through, there's, there's a lot of good races and a lot of good racing, you know, so try to get your beer, you know, during the track work. You know, yeah. Try to stay out yeah. there and watch as many races as you can. So, uh, what's it like working with uh, all the different track promoters and 
Indiana and Ohio, like the way you work them together. And- yeah, it's it's mostly tiring to be honest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you gotta you gotta get good at being on the phone and 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 learning how everyone likes to communicate. But it is it's it's a really unique opportunity. You know, we race some. Um, 10 or so to 11 or so racetracks sometimes um in a season uh and, and you know being right in the middle of those negotiations you know pri is kind of the the kickoff point you do some stuff before pri trying to to get a little bit of a leg up on on getting a schedule put together with these tracks all the different tracks um but pri is when all the big stuff really gets released so that's when it starts getting real so you you kind of take a tiny break for christmas and then um, New Year's, and then that first of January, um, on the phone, sending emails, putting um, documents together. You know, I do a lot of. Uh, I'm an engineer by trade, by my actual career. Um, so I do a lot of data stuff. I try to collect as much data as I can out of this. How many pit passes our our drivers bring in on average, and our car counts on average on Saturdays versus Fridays versus Sundays. So I do a lot of that analysis to try to just get a leg up on some of these other series because there's a lot of other great series that um, are knocking on these promoters' doors. So you need every little advantage you can. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and then you got to learn that you know some people like talking during the week and some don't like talking you know during the week. So some you got to call them on weekends or in the mornings. Uh, so you got to you just kind of have to you just got to learn all the little quirks of of every different promotion group's uh, preferences. Um, and then it's it's interesting because you know in our own home state I'm calling in begging tracks for the most most part begging tracks for dates. Um, I have some that are locked in. You know we're at the Clash every year. We're at at Hobstad every year for the Hoosier Sprint Nationals. And so I have good dates that I know I'm going to get, and that, as long as I keep doing a good job. But there's some tracks you know where you're just begging. Um, yeah. But then you get phone calls from other racetracks, and they're like, "Hey man, let's do six shows." And I'm just like, "Oh my god, I, I love your enthusiasm." <laughs> But but yeah. I can't you know I can't like like Moeller we love racing at Moeller but it's Friday nights in you know the other side of Cincinnati so for ninety percent of the teams that race with us it's just not feasible to get yeah. there yeah you know it's it's one thing to do a, a special show put some extra money up and hey you know kind of nicely ask our our regular supporters to go um, but it's tough it's tough to make a big commitment like that um, and and I hate it because I you know if, if it were up to me, I'd race every day of the week. You know, if, if uh, maybe if I would have won that that lottery the yeah. other day, I yeah, could, I, I could. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's 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 really interesting. It's it's really um, frustrating at times, and it's really uh, fun and exciting at times. You know, and like I said, being on this side of it, having you know, I raced with USAC for years and micros, and I raced in California, and so I've been kind of all over. And having been on that side of it for so long um having the opportunity to be behind the scenes and do this kind of stuff and and um put something out there that gives people you know a chance to go race at some new tracks or or some some fun and exciting tracks it's definitely been rewarding in its own way um but yeah the biggest thing is the time man it takes so much time to do it all you know oh yeah for sure busy busy yeah so what do you think of the overall state of dirt track racing in indiana right now yeah it's um i tell you it's it's interesting you know you have you have uh so many facets of that that statement that question because you know you look at like bloomington a track that's been around for 100 years now and um 
and you know uh, you know what you're going to get when you go to bloomington you're going to get sprint cars modifieds maybe hornets you know something else a couple of big shows a year they do a great job you know sprint week coming up here is going to be a huge show midget week's always fun um the burton memorial race always a great race um so but you look at that and then you know you see what's going on with uh the city you know, there in Bloomington and, and the curfew that's been going on. And that curfew has been there, but it's more of been a, an agreement. Um, but obviously in recent years, some, some things have changed and some attitudes I think have changed. And now it's, it's not more of an agreement as much as it is a requirement. Those attitude changes piss me off. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, there's, there's so many sides of it. It's and, and unless you're right there in it, you don't really know, but either way, you know, you never want to see, that happen and having seen it happen several times in california um you know where where noise ordinances or light ordinances or any kind of ordinance gets put down it's 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 a hard line to tow um from there on out so you know so you, you just do what you can you try to support as much as you can and try to um to 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 put a good foot forward um to make sure it's not going to go away you know you can't a place like that just got so much history regardless of of what you know your opinions of the place or whatever else you know, you just hate to see anything that has that much history go away um you know pour one out for for the um uh for the fairgrounds up in indy you know yeah uh, yeah with, yeah, was... with the hoosier with the hoosier hundred you know i'm still i'm still upset about Me the too. Hoosier hundred yeah, as a fan yeah i mean i think a lot of people yeah. are so yeah yeah yeah, so it's you know it's a hard pill to swallow when you want to go to the fair and you know pay a parking fee or whatever, and you're like, man, I know this is going to the people that that got rid of like one of the coolest raises on the planet. Yep. Um, but yeah, so anyway, overall, you know, there's there's definitely some some things to be concerned about um, the health of the sport. Um, but then on the other side of it, you know, you see a lot of big names these days. You know, it's hard to to talk about dirt racing and not bring up Kyle Larson, um, and obviously he's at like a whole different you know, level in the stratosphere, um, than anything, you know, I'm a part of, but it's, I don't know if you call it trickle down economics or whatever, but it, 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 it works, you yeah. know, there's, there's a lot of interest, um, in dirt, local dirt tracks and you see it at, at facilities that are able to, to put a bunch of money in and, um, and, you know, kind of rejuvenate. You look at like Paragon, you know, where Paragon was three, four years ago, everybody wasn't sure if it was ever, ever going to open again, um, yeah. you know, in the off season. And the powers that be and some, some, some really, um, you know, awesome people have stepped up and, and turned that place around. And, uh, and, you know, now they it's one of the nicer racetracks you can go to. You know, the grandstands, beautiful. Yeah. They updated all the facilities, snack shack, bathrooms. I mean, like, uh, all that stuff. And it's just so cool to see, um, you know, that, that support from uh, obviously a massive financial support, but, um, but just people that realize, Hey, there is still, um, you know, good, fun, entertaining action that you can put on at these events and make it work. And, and obviously <clears throat> I, I, I don't think I ever want to run a, a racetrack. Um, uh, I used to have that dream that yeah, I'll get old and retire and, and run a racetrack. But now having experienced it on this end of it, um, <laughs> there's no way, you know, like it's such a risk. These guys put so much, so much money and time and effort into it. And, um, you just never know. Um, and it's so hard to keep everyone happy. Yeah. I was going to say, you get people put them on Facebook, social media, lighting you up, bitching about stuff. Yeah. And, social uh, media is such a double edged sword. Yeah. You know, um, you, you, uh, 
you could be the hero one week and and you know the devil the next yeah. um and, and that's the you know, my approach to social media like uh, I, obviously i have a lot of opinions on a lot of things but i just don't share them anymore yeah um uh, just because you never know you know that one thing that you think is for sure a home run thing to say all of a sudden Cancel. you know half the yeah exactly half half the state of indiana is ready to put your head on a spike um so so yeah especially you know being a, a, a series a representative of a series and sponsors and things like that you just have to be so careful yeah for um sure. which which is which you know isn't fun um <laughs> but you under, you understand it you know you gotta you gotta play the game yeah um but um but no you know there's other good success stories you know uh, montpelier i used to run a d2 midget up there um uh, for a friend of mine and uh you know, seeing where that track's gone, uh, and they got some new owners in, involved, uh, or new promoter involved at least, and and you know they're they're making a good effort and they're doing a good job. Um, you know, it's it's a place that I would love to get our series a uh, race or two up there, um, and it's really uh, it's a good track, you know, and that's another one that has a ton of history. It's been there forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, so you 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 know, it was concerning you know it's kind of on the edge of maybe going under and now it's nice to see you know they're putting on weekly shows and that's another balance you know you see tracks that do that still the weekly show yeah um you know putnamville week in week out and they have their loyal fans and drivers and it works um but then you see other tracks that have just had to get away with it you know get away from it completely yeah. you look at Co you know you look at kokomo and it's a 12 race schedule maybe um yeah. and you know same every thing time they run it same thing yeah. with hop yeah. and uh Gas City exactly. got away from the weekly thing uh, this year. Yeah, that was just this year. Yep, yeah. Yep. So, so it's it's interesting, and then um, I'm I'm not um, I'm not experienced enough in it to say it's going to go one way or the other for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, you know I, I think I think the special show format is is kind of winning out. You look at what Larson has done with that uh, Larson and Sweet have done with that high limit series thing, yeah. and you know the amount of massive success they're able to to pull with those shows and midweek shows and put up a bunch of money, but it's hard to get there. You know, you gotta, you, you gotta get the sponsorship. You gotta get the, you know, the streaming side of things. And that's a whole nother conversation. I'm sure we could spend a ton of time on, but yeah. you know, who, who's really winning out on all this streaming stuff, you know, cause you talk to some of the tracks and it's, it's, they're not, you know, and yeah. I don't know, I don't know all the details, but, you know, for a little bit there after COVID, you saw all these tracks sign up to be a flow racing track or a dirt vision racing track. And, um, and then all of a sudden here, a couple, you know, two, three years later, uh, there's not, not very many tracks that are, that are doing that anymore, <laughs> no. you know? And I think, I yeah. think that kind of tells a story that maybe, um, maybe they weren't getting as much out of it as they had hoped. Uh, yeah. maybe the, the deal wasn't as good as it was, you know, or, or, or maybe as everyone thought it should be. So yeah. it's interesting. Um, you know, and it sucks. You you, you know it like uh, Winchester. You know, I drove out to Winchester on Thursday and went and watched that that Silver Crown race there. Um, and I had a buddy that was going to come with me, but the weather was you know iffy all all evening, and it even had a rain delay in the middle of it. Um, and he decided, hey, I'm just going to stay home and watch it on flow. And and you think, okay, yeah, you know, probably the good call with weather and everything, but. You know, that's an impact to the racetrack. You know, I went there, bought a couple of beers. Uh, uh, yeah you know a, a burger and um 
my my engine guy was with me he bought a t-shirt you know we support support the 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 track a little bit you know spend some money you know dump some some into the their little their own little economy yeah um and then my buddy's there watching on flow that he already paid for you know back in january or whatever and it's you know who's really winning out on that thing it's it's a tough it's a tough situation that we've all found ourselves in as um as a dirt racing community or local entertaining uh entertainment industry as a whole you know and then I don't know. How, I don't know how to navigate it. I, I wish I had better answers. Yeah. We we like to go to as many as we can. You know, there's times middle of the week stuff. It's hard to get to for work. For us, at least. For us, you know, and where like, we're at. But. but we go to as many races as possible. There's never going to be a night where we say, uh, "Hey, let's watch it on flow when it's up here at Tri-State." You know. For sure, yeah, yeah. and that's the you know, that's the best thing you can do, I guess. You know, especially when you got a local track that that you can go to. You know, I'm. I don't go to Circle City enough when uh, when I'm not racing or when you know like I, I I definitely try to support that track as much as I can. Um, but you know, being in racing and trying to run this series and everything else, like there's just very few nights that I can go out and do that. But then on the other side of it, you know, I got to think about my own life, my wife, and and my house and things around here. That's just like when I do get a night off, it's like man, there's so many things to do. The last thing I want to do is see a race car. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but at the same time, yeah, you know, you do you feel a little bit of a, you know, a tiny responsibility to to go out and make sure these places are successful because, you know, it's not it's not implausible um, that you know it'll it'll go to special shows only across the board and, and you know and a lot of these places can't survive with that so it's it's crazy it's really crazy to think about yeah for sure so uh, like you said that's a whole another and that's a whole another conversation there but uh, real quick. So we talk about the non-wing and the wing in Indiana. So what's what do you prefer to watch, or do you care, or you know what? Why do you think uh, you know being as a promoter? Uh, we've asked some guys before drivers, and they don't really have an answer, and that's fine. And maybe nobody has an answer, but uh, I don't know why is the, the 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 non-wing deal here. Just you know, people bitch about it on social media. Well, where's the wing racing at in Indiana? But mm-hmm. do you have any insight mm-hmm. on that or any comments? Um, if not, I, that's I'd be fine. Sure. But, yeah, no, sure. I got plenty of comments. I don't know if they're insightful or not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I love wing racing. Um, I love non-wing racing as well. Like, I, man, I, I'm you know, there's the same thing: sprint cars and late models, right? Whatever. Like, I yeah. I think the best race I've ever seen at Terre Haute was a super late model race a couple of years back. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was. Uh, Bob, it was probably Bobby Pierce running the top. You know, he yeah. started deep and was trying to beat the fence down all the way around Terre Haute. And this is, you know, the old concrete wall. Yeah. Um, and he was he was knocking that thing down and, and drove all the way up to like third or something before he finally blew the rear end out of it. Um, <laughs> and, and so yeah, like I, you know, I'm I'm not a I, I won't turn my nose up to pretty much any kind of racing. Like I said, maybe I have a caveat for the Crown Vic stuff now, but um, <laughs> yeah. But outside of that, I um, I don't know. The wing non wing thing is so uh, interesting because you can watch and like track size boils. You know, it plays plays a plays a role in it too. You know, um, the non wing guys can just sling the cars around so much. You know, you can you can really hang it out. You can set your corner entry up all the way back at the flag stand. So the cars just have a different attitude, and I think. Uh, something in our lizard brains you know from caveman days just likes that um that the cars just look really wicked yeah um you know and like you just see them move and i I, hobstot's a great example you see um you know you're watching from maybe the front stretch and you're looking down the back stretch and you see the cars just 
completely sink into the ground before they ever set the car into the corner. So that's like the preset. Um, yeah. You know, they're because they're on the throttle, cars raised up and evil, and you know, all 900 horsepower, yeah. just you know, screaming. And then all of a sudden, the thing just squats into the ground, and then they you know flick the thing in there, and that's it's just awesome to watch. Um, you know, but then on the other side of it, you go to a wing race and you stand really close to the fence going into say turn one at like Kokomo, and you you feel the air moving and you you get that real close sensation of speed and you realize holy crap, like these guys aren't slowing down going into these corners. Like yeah. there's and you hear it, you know, they're not lifting. There's you know there's there's different aspects of it that are exciting and and I like to appreciate all of them, but maybe you know some people just like to be sticklers some people just like to be controversial um you know the whole they're not non-wing sprint cars they're traditional sprint cars or they're just sprint cars and and then they're winged that whole thing like i won't buy into it if you want to hold your grudges or 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 whatever you know more power to you but um (laughs) that's the part that kills me the ones that are just so die hard one way or the other i won't watch wing cars or i won't watch non-wing like why it's freaking dirt racing let's watch it all yeah yeah exactly no for sure you know and i'm even i i I got a lot of pavement experience in my day running with usec on the pavement engine stuff and um i love pavement racing you know maybe i shouldn't say that on this podcast Um, (laughs) i don't care Uh, we like we'll watch it on (laughs) we'll we'll watch some usec on or some uh, silver crown on pavement yeah yeah but i mean even watching you know i like to call them the mortifieds but even watching the modifieds (laughs) on pavement you know and yeah uh, there's there's all kinds of good racing out there, man, and you you know, and pavement racing it's it's a whole different thing, you know. It yeah. takes four or five laps for a pass to happen, and and seeing that progression of of a driver figure out you know how to set someone up and get by them that's so rewarding, uh, at least yeah. to me as a fan, and and you know, um, having been fortunate enough to sit in the seat of some of these cars um, and be on the other end of that, where it's like, man, how the heck do you get by this guy? Uh, but I think that plays into the wing racing too. You know, I mentioned you know you get dirty air; it's hard to drive these things. And a lot of the times, you know, you're driving into the corner and you just go where the car in front of you isn't, yeah. just to keep just to keep the car somewhat feeling like normal. Um, and I think that you know maybe uh, maybe that's part of it is the you know obviously the passing. Everyone's like, oh, wing racing is just a, a you know a parade around the racetrack. And yeah, some tracks for sure. We go to Terre Haute. And whatever you get on lap one is what you get. Um, unless somebody breaks or makes a huge mistake. Um, but it's kind of similar even in some of the non-wing stuff. Those big tracks, it's, it's difficult to put on a good show. You have to have people that appreciate what you're doing because behind the wheel, you go to those places, I don't care what anyone says, it's, it is a whole different level of intensity um, when, you're, when you're doing you know, 130 miles an hour and, yeah. and all of a sudden there's this giant wall in front of you. Um, and you gotta, you gotta just tell yourself don't lift, you know, you know, because that's you don't want to be that guy out there that that's all by himself, and then you lift it, and then there's that kid out there that just goes, man, what a what a wimp just lifted <laughs> into that corner, you know, like yep. just you made it, you made an instant forever not fan, yeah, um, when you do that, so like you just you gotta really just. Uh, the, the big track racing is just so different um, in that regard. And um, and it has its quirks, and I I love going to big tracks and, and uh, watching, and I love being on in the car at big tracks. But same thing, the little tracks, you know, on the on the other side of it, the little tracks are just so racy. You know, you can um, you can kind of rough up into somebody and know, hey, we're not going that fast. It's probably not going to be too bad. You know, you kind of lean into them a little bit or chop a little bit, and it makes the racing exciting because then that pisses them off, and then they do the same thing to you, and 
and all of a sudden you guys are throwing haymakers at each other for you know 150 bucks to start because you're running 15th and 16th and um but you don't care anymore because it's like man i can beat this one guy in front of me um so let's do it and then that's entertaining you know and you just hope you just hope the fans see that you know as much as possible um and the best thing you can do is just go out and put a good effort and put your best foot forward and, and um, try to support everything as much as you can. Yep. For sure. So we didn't touch on this earlier, but what, what kind of a background racing do you have? You, you kind of mentioned a few things, but how often do you yeah. race as well? Like, do you jump in the race saver and, uh, you know, run? Sure. Yeah, no, sure, sure. Um, yeah, I started in quarter midgets as a kid. I was very fortunate growing up. My family, you know, we um, – we, my brother and I are really kind of the, and my sister even ran a little bit, but we're the first generation racers of our family. My, my dad had a great, um, asphalt paving business in California and we were very fortunate to get to do what we did. So we started in quarter midgets, moved up through the micro sprints out there locally. Um, and then my brother got into the USAC Ford focus series when it first really was starting. Um, they had a West coast and a East coast division and, um, while he was doing that, I was still running the micro, and then we both jumped into the USAC stuff, full midgets, um, on the West Coast, Western States, which was, you know, a mix, dirt and pavement. So, um, you know, get a lot of experience running those, and all the different tracks out there. And I think that's why I, and, and that's why I love traveling to different racetracks, even here in the state. Um, and that's why it kills me sometimes. Everyone's like, oh, man, that track's three hours away. You know, that's too far. I'm not going. And it's like, man, our local track was like four hours away in California. Yeah. And we went every weekend, you know, and that was, yeah. that was like, oh yeah, it's a quick jump over there, you know? So like, uh-huh. I don't mind, you know, if we got to go all the way down to Kentucky or all the way over to Ohio, like I like it. Um, but yeah, so did that for a while. And then in 2008, um, my brother and I both moved out here to Indiana, um, went to IEPY, um, studying engineering, mechanical engineering. And, um, we, we had pavement cars. Um, well, I guess we still had the dirt cars through like 2009. And then we went to Midget Week in 2009 and um, basically destroyed almost <laughs> everything we owned. Um, so so we said, you know, maybe maybe it's time to sell all this dirt stuff. Um, it was rough, man. Midget Week, Sprint Week, those, those shows are so rough to, to do all of them. So we did it one year and, um, and then sold everything we had for the dirt. And uh, kept the pavement cars. There was a regional, USAC regional series um, back then. And we ran through, I think, like 2012. Um, my brother, I mean, I, I love racing and everything, but my brother's probably the better driver. He uh, he won a USAC national race in the pavement midget up at um, at uh, Slinger on the, the fast quarter mile up there. And, you know, this is back in the day when, you know, Stewart had two, three cars. Yeah. Uh, Casey Kane Racing had two, three cars. You know, Brady Bacon and brad sweet and uh we were racing against you know brian clausen and yeah, dave darland nice. dave Steele. so i mean the competition was just fierce we'd go to irp for the night before the 500 and you know 60 cars are there we went to belleville one year and 66 cars are there i always know wow. that because i qualified i qualified 65th um <laughs> and the only car i beat was somebody's backup car so it didn't even take a time oh um, <laughs> so damn so yeah you know uh and, and it's it's a different beast when you go to those those big events and those big tracks and stuff you know turkey night back at irwindale and stuff like that so we had a lot of fun racing um and i mean talk about just the competition and and the stress of it and you know we were trying to to get somewhere you know it's back when you had the dream you're still trying to be somebody um yeah 
you know, not that not that you're not now, but you know, you're younger. You know, I was in my my teenage years, and you're trying to um, to get somewhere. And and you know, my brother had some opportunities that didn't pan out, unfortunately. Um, maybe to move up, and then it finally got to the point where you know the economy was taking a crap, and and um, finances were a lot harder, and it, we had to make a decision. You know, stay in school or go racing. And um, I say, fortunately, my brother and I both both decided to to finish our our school and um you know and it's tough that's a tough decision a lot of a lot of young people have to make um sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't um but it worked out really well for us because now you know both my brother and i have good careers um outside of racing completely like i work in the automotive industry um for an exhaust company he works at cummins um and now we're able to kind of do this thing on our own so that's kind of what happened 2016 2017 um this series was taken off and i went to a couple races at bloomington and thought man those look like fun and looked into it and realized it's relatively affordable um so started putting some money aside and um now here we are you know um, you're running the series (laughs) yeah and now somehow i'm running the series let's talk about talk about a turn of events um but yeah and then as far as racing you know i we try to split it my brother and i you know we um he has tracks he likes and he has tracks he doesn't like and i'm the same way so we try to to jump in the car um as even uh distribution as possible for seat time yeah um but i i really do i do enjoy just working on it and watching him race um as as much as i do racing it um so so i don't mind sitting out as much um especially now you know right now with all running all this stuff and and the other commitments most some nights i have to i have to tell them hey you know i call a friend and have them work on the car for me for my you know to help my brother and then i just run things on the series side so it's definitely a lot to balance um but you know i I don't think i'd change anything right now i'm fortunate you know my parents are still around and we're we're still racing uh, as a family and my sister comes out to the races and, and so it's um it's a really it's a really neat opportunity. We got a lot of friends from over the years that that come out to races as well, and and to um, to get to do that. And even when you have a crappy night like we did the other weekend, you know, we <laughs> crashed in the heat race and crashed <laughs> in the feature. My my brother did, um, you know, and it sucks. But you know, at the end of the day, we're we're on the right side of the dirt, and we're we're getting to do something that a lot of people don't get to do. And and you got to remember <clears throat> to appreciate that. So it's it's really an amazing thing. Yeah for sure so uh what's some real quick what's some of your favorite tracks that you like to race man that's a great question i love on the pavement berlin raceway the 500 sprint tour is going up there later today um and i absolutely love that track and it's funny because it's probably the most dirt track pavement track there is because you just (laughs) there's just no grip in it um but no berlin raceway is cool um altamont um is a pavement track out back home in california it's closed but it was a half mile really cool place um kokomo it's hard it's really hard to beat kokomo man as far as dirt tracks go it's it's amazing um i was very fortunate to get to race at knoxville um in the midget and um hell yeah that that definitely ranks up um, wow on a midget not at knoxville (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i was also very unfortunate to flip a midget at knoxville (laughs) um damn and yeah so that one that was a that was a mistake we made in the shop brake rotor hit the seat and bent and then uh sent me flying into the corner at full speed so that was a lot of fun oh wow um (laughs) yeah um but no so yeah there's there's some really cool places man um 
But yeah, if I had to pick uh, one pavement track, it's always going to be Berlin. And if I had to pick one dirt track, it's probably always going to be Kokomo. Um, but man, there's it's it's hard. You know, I raced at Manzanita back in the day in a oh, midget yeah. as well. And and talk about just pucker up moments. You know that that place was uh, yeah. that place was wild. And Belleville is another one that's crazy. So I'm really fortunate. I got I got to race all over the country. Um, and and there's so many really cool places and and unfortunately really cool places that no longer exist. Um, and, and even to throw it out there, man, I love North Vernon. I can't wait. I really hope North Vernon comes around. I'm hearing some rumors. Um, Twin Cities, that 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 yeah. racetrack is is really unique and and really old and beat up and it just has a certain character to it that i really like racing on um so is this sitting idle right now it's sitting idle right now yeah i I heard something about uh, the the previous owner maybe finally got back involved i don't know i know jim price from brownstown took over he had another promoter there um running some shows last year and things just didn't work out but i heard recently some rumors and i don't know if they're true or not but i don't care who's running it i you know i hope it's a i hope it turns into a good story where they bring it back um you know even if it has to just go to you know a handful of special shows uh, a year it's it's a really cool track that that races really uniquely you know two different corners um a top line a bottom line and you know facilities it definitely could use some facilities upgrades but yeah but you know that's some some tracks have a certain magic about them with how with how uh run down they are and that that place was one of them for sure we actually we got flow racing on now and it's the 2005 sprint week review and they're showing like all the races from that year and north vernon mm-hmm. was the first one so yeah we were yeah. Just, we were just watching that yeah year, but <clears throat> i'm telling you man that place is that place is cool heck yeah so uh that's some good uh good info there on your your faves but uh i guess back on the last i guess topic we have for the back on the three the race saver part of the show here uh <laughs> gotcha uh, sorry <laughs> i said 305 pull that word back yeah uh, <laughs> we're getting there but uh so is i guess from what uh, you've been telling me or we've been talking off air uh series for sale yeah yeah no definitely um it's 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 been an interesting uh turn of events to get to this point um you know it's been a great experience and um i'm really happy to to have been a part of it and and learned so much and hopefully provide um you know some help for for this class of cars and 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 um things like that you know we've we've pumped a little bit of money into things and and definitely helped i i would say grow the class um and I think it's in a really good spot right now to where there's a good opportunity um, for me to step away and get some of my free time back. Um, but honestly, I'm hoping that it's it's for me to step away and somebody that has a better promoting mind to come in and really take it to the next level. Um, you know, I'm I, I've told you I'm an, I'm an engineer by career and um, a dumb race car driver <laughs> by hobby. Yeah. Um, so so. Uh, I've I've kind of backed my way into this thing and and I've done well enough. I'm proud of the work I've done and and I'm really proud of the work that my partners have done and things like that. But it's definitely um, there's opportunity there that you know somebody that really is more in tune with the marketing side of things and more in tune with with just um, the promotion side of things that I think could really do a good job and and take this thing to 
to where it really could go. Uh, so there's a lot of potential, and, and and part of that is you know with IMCA and the Spiker Promotions Group and and all of that going on, you know they can kind of take over some of that um, burden of we're going to run 18 or 16 or 15 or whatever it is shows a year. And we're going to have this championship format. And we're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, do all the week in and week out stuff. Um, and they're established and able to do that. And that kind of opens up the opportunity for the tour, um, the touring series to to say, hey, we're just going to put on like 10 to 12 special events. And we're going to get a couple of sponsors to come in. We're going to bump the purse up for all those events. Um, and we can work with the local groups um to try to you know double up on some weekends to help bring some out-of-towners in and do some of those things that i think can really boost this to the next level and and definitely on the streaming side of things i think there's some opportunities there maybe not um you know big time uh uh, high limit racing but um you know i I don't know about you but i used to love turn it on like speed tv or whatever and like on a wednesday you know on a wednesday they had a rerun from you know, whatever local race was going on somewhere in, in, you know, Kentucky or whatever. And it was like, hey, cool, you know, here's a bunch of people I know nothing about. <laughs> and you just you just sit down and watch it, and you're like, man, that was a good race, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. I think there's an opportunity for that, you know, maybe its own kind of, um, you know, pre-recorded and then edited and then out there um, uh, series to follow, you know? And you could kind of do it as, as a seasons thing, you know, season one, season two, whatever. Um and, you know, the Lord knows there's plenty of drama at racetracks to follow if you wanted to get on that side of things as well. <laughs> um, and and do, a, do a pit, you know, a pit side uh, segment of all the races and, and follow all that. You know, there's a lot of cool things I think that could happen. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think for me, uh, getting out of the way um, is going to be helpful in a sense. But then, you know, I, I think um, just having somebody that, that has the mindset, I'm hoping to find the right person that has the mindset of the right company. Um, to do that, and if not, you know, there's still um, plenty of racing to be had here, and and I I, I think there's already some interest I, uh, to make sure that it's not going anywhere. Um, whether yeah. I'm I'm running it or not, it's it's sticking around. So um, that's definitely not a concern. There's still you know a lot of people that are going to be uh, racing these cars for for years to come. Um, I, I really yeah. feel like the next the last few years, the Race Saver Series has just kind of exploded. Really, like it's gotten a lot bigger. I, yeah, I've, well, I've paid I, a lot more attention to it myself in the last couple of years. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. And that's um, that's what we were trying to do is get it to um, a consistent point where we can go to all these different tracks and tell them, hey, you know, when you schedule us, we're going to bring a good show. You know, we're going to bring cars. We're going to bring pit passes. Um, you know, we have things to give away to the fans. You know, we, we kind of done – um, a pretty good job, I'd, I'd say, at, at getting to that stage, and that's so I think it's it's in a really good spot for me to to say, hey, um, you know, there's other things in my life I, I think I want to concentrate on and, and and achieve, and this is a good time for me to 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 once and for all finally say no, because um, because that's how this started, <laughs> you know, I, I I reached out to uh, to somebody and said uh, uh, to Dan that was running the series and said, hey. Um, if you want some help with you know social media stuff, you know I feel like I can help or whatever. And then, and he's like, yeah, let's do something. And then, and the, he kept asking more and more. And then I, I just never said no. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and now here I am, you know, running <laughs> the thing. So it's been interesting. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at, and that's where I hope to see it go. Oh yeah, man, we appreciate everything you've done to you know get it to where it's at now, and 
all the progression it's made it's definitely definitely out there i think people know about it now for sure so if they didn't awesome. before yeah no, i appreciate but, that yeah no for sure that's that's what i'm hoping for so where's that you got i guess you're located in indy so that's where you're located out of yeah i'm just on the south side of indianapolis i'm in greenwood myself okay. um but you know our, our teams and everything are all over you know we got okay. a lot of a lot of support in the bloomington area and we got people up north near kokomo so but uh but yeah as far as the business side of things yeah out here in uh uh, beautiful Greenwood, Indiana. Yeah. So, uh, any any questions? Uh, reach out to reach out to you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Give me a call um, or or shoot me an email. I got to you know go to our website. All my contact information's there. Um, it's just inracesavers at gmail dot com. Um, easy. And I, I'm I'm the other one on the other side of the phone. Shoot, even just reach out reach out through Facebook. I'm I'm the one on the other side of the messages there. All right. Yeah. So now we've got a little, little bit more to talk about. Oh not, yeah, not, not that's race right. related, but we can move into. We're fat. We like to eat. <laughs> see what Heck you yeah. uh, see. What What do you think is uh? What would you say is your favorite cuisine? Man, a tri tip, big piece of tri tip. Oh, but yeah. I don't know. That's a west. It's a west coast thing. It seems um, like anybody that's western, like Arizona. California, all the guys we talk to, tri tips the thing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I got, I got, I got a big piece of tri tip sitting in my fridge right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out there later, uh, later tonight and cook it, uh, throw it on the grill. So I'm, I'm excited about that. But no, so tri tip's awesome. Um, it's, I don't know why, it's just a West Coast thing. I, I, I remember going to to Watsonville, um, Ocean Speedway, and uh, the pit snack shack was for whatever reason, just so much better than the grandstand side on the snack shack. And there was a guy there that ran that grill and he made the best tri-tip sandwich you're ever going to have. And like the very, very few weeks go by that. I don't think about going back out to California just to get a Watsonville yeah. tri-tip sandwich. There you go. Um, so yeah, that's on that side of things. That's my favorite, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a simple, I'm a simple guy. You know, you put something on the grill, I'm going to enjoy it. You know, I like a good, a good steak or a good cheeseburger or you know you barbecue up some chicken whatever you want to do um i'm there you know i'm I'll, I'll crack open a couple of beers maybe light up a cigar and tell you some lies while you're cooking it <laughs> sounds yeah. like my kind of guy that's, yeah, that's kind of what we do the, the, <laughs> the shit that we cook is just non-conventional there's no there's no recipe or like rhythm it's like one day it's tri-tips <laughs> one day it's yeah a cheeseburger next day you know it's just random chicken pork chop yeah. pork steaks whatever well what i don't know anything about is the the whole smoking meats side of thing you know i got um, our tech guy actually that that runs tech for our series every night he um he's been getting big into smoking all this different stuff here and there and uh he's t he tells me about it all the time and i'm always like dude i just don't know like i know it's delicious but i don't know anything about it so i, I imagine you guys are maybe into that as well oh yeah we do a lot of smoking like yeah. the biggest thing is just time it just yeah. ta it just right. takes just takes longer to smoke it than it does just to grill it up but it's and so much and better. every every piece of meat's different too like you can't be like well i cooked these this pork butt last week and it took me six hours well i'm expecting it to be six hours every time well you know, it just depends yeah. on that cut of meat. Could take eight hours. Could take ten hours. Right. Know? So you got to. Right. It's kind of. You got to be patient. You can't really be in a hurry. But, yeah. Uh, you got to have time. Got to at least have it. some time set aside for. Depending on what you're doing. But 
Yeah, right, we're not no, we're not uh, we're not experts either, but you know we we just like backyard barbecuing and bullshit and drinking beer. I don't stuff, know, but sounds expert level to me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say so, but yeah, whatever you say. Okay, that's fine. But, uh, I will say, with a little pat on our back, we usually do pretty good. Like people don't complain about our food when they eat it. Yeah. At least they don't tell us to yeah. our face. Well, yeah, at least they don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, well I hope uh, maybe uh, maybe I'll get with you guys if we could do something when we get down there at Hobstot later in August. Uh, maybe I can come down and get some sample some of the uh, some of the goods. Uh, well, I was going to mention that earlier, but uh, it's we're going to be at Knoxville for the Nationals for that. Oh, one, so. that's right. Oh man. But, uh, well, we're we'll, uh, rain check. We're gonna, I'll find some we'll other time. Your, I'll, hey, I'll get down there. It's going to happen. We'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah. The only tri-state right. race we miss, period. But it's Knoxville Nationals, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. 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 Uh, no. No judgment there. We, I understand. We will. Uh, we will get you for sure one of these days. But uh, yeah. No. That sounds great. But uh, what's uh, what's some restaurants up your way you like to visit? Man, again, uh, my West Coast side's going to come out, but I, I I love all the local Mexican restaurants. I mean, they pop up all the time, right? I get it, but like you got to find the the real the real good ones. Like the Tex-Mex stuff is good enough, whatever. But when you find a really good quality Mexican restaurant, it's hard to it's hard to walk away. There's one up on on Washington Street. I don't even know the name, El Ranchero or El El Ranch something. Um, but it's right on the corner of. Um, like Washington and Tibbs, and it's a it's a market, right? So it's a it's a grocery store, okay. but they have a talk they have a taqueria in the back, and bar none in Indianapolis. I'm convinced that's the best Mexican oh, yeah. food you can get. Um, so I try to get up there pretty often. Um, but then you know, on and other cuisines, you know, I like a good Italian meal, um, and there's some good Italian restaurants here in Greenwood, uh, Vito Provolones and stuff like that. Um, La Trattoria. It's a real nice, fancy place. Hard to get into, but um, but no, I try not to. I mean, I say I try not to eat out too much. We eat out a lot, but um, <laughs> but I try to cook. I try to cook often. You know, my wife and I both um, try to try to do things a little bit at the house. So, um, but I don't know. You know, you you. I'm, I'm hard. I'm hard to say. There's any favorites. You know, you put a you put a good plate of food in front of me. It's it's not going to be there long. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Gonna say something else about oh Behringer's Tavern. I heard they have a pretty good bread tenderloin up there. Oh man, yeah. To get me get me going on brown Behringer's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is that what I said? Ten- Did I say that? Whatever yeah, I said. Yeah, ten- okay. yeah, yeah. You got it. No, Behringer's is great. The 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 tenderloin's awesome. Uh, their kitchen's pretty good all around. You know, I get the wings there all the time. Um, and uh, the but you know I. I don't. I'll go there and eat, or I won't. Uh, I just belly up to the bar, get me a, a pitcher of bush lattes, and yep. uh, you know, and I'm happy. So, but they have a, they have a killer double cheeseburger too. Okay. Um, you know, and it it'll put you it'll put you in a in a in a state of uh, near comatose. Um, <laughs> but but you know, you uh, you sit there and enjoy a few more beers, and you come back to life. <laughs> Well, see, my problem is I usually eat too much like that, and I can't drink anymore. So, because <laughs> I'm can't, at least with beer, can't I can drink, drink like, I can drink liquor, but the beer right, just gets me right. filled up anymore. But, anyways, for sure, the place looks like a good. I've, I've got a buddy that lives up that way, and uh, an Indian, and he said they got a pretty good uh, tender one there. So I might have to check that yeah, out sometime. Definitely, man, you got to check out Behringer's. It's a cool little spot. It's um, you know, it's your old school style uh, dive bar. It's been around forever, eighteen something. Um, you know, it's got a lot of history and it's, 
you go walk around the place and there's pictures of race cars and indie car drivers and it, they they um, you know they're a they're a staple here in uh, uh, in Indianapolis so it's it's really cool to see that place open again I think they reopened a couple of years back and um, it's been doing really well so yeah, definitely a, a local favorite if you ever come up this way you better better stop in copy that it's on our list I think next time we're up that way sometime yeah. if we have time we'll, we'll awesome. definitely be back up that way too. <laughs> Yeah, hit me up. Uh, first round of, first well, rounds on me. All right. So that. I guess uh, I guess we've been going at this for a little bit now. Maybe we can quit bugging you. Let you get back to oh, some man. of that free time no. you got. Sure. Yeah. I know. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, but yeah, that's that's my that's my plague here, man. You get me talking about racing, and I'll I'll never shut up. So. <laughs> oh yeah, we I, I don't same mind. Way. Yeah, I don't mind at all, but uh, but yeah, no, I got a I got a race car out in the shop to to try to fix up a little bit and um, maybe some food to grill here. So uh, definitely, go. definitely going to be a good night. There you go. Uh, yeah. Real quick, are you going to hit any of the sprint week races? I'm open to you know definitely again like I said, Circle City's right. It's like 15 minutes from me, you know. So I are gotta, you going to attend or race? You don't know. Well, what, are they going to have a support class there or no? Yeah, the the so Circle City I think is running micros, um, okay. so that's going to be awesome. But no, I'm just going to go as a fan. Okay. Um, and and then Bloomington, we're we're on the card as a support class there, so I'll be there. Um, I'm not. It depends on how far I get with the race car and where <laughs> where how many how many other bent pieces I find on it. If the car will be there or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I'll be there regardless at Bloomington, and and I just got to look at the week and how my my work schedule looks and see if I can't sneak out to any of the other ones. Um, but uh, but no, definitely excited. It's it's you know one of the best weeks of the year in Indiana right yeah. now. So um, so definitely hoping for a lot of good races and and uh, everybody to have uh, the best time that they can. For sure. Well, I think I'm hitting Terre Haute through Hobstadt, and I think Charlie's going to go up to Bloomington and Hobstadt. So maybe yeah, perfect. I'm, I'm getting the last two. Yeah. So perfect. I can pull. Yeah, Terre Haute, man. Terre Haute's going to be badass. I love that place. Me too. Oh yeah. I was trying to get there yeah, for the sucks. Silver Crown race earlier early in the year, but it rained it out, of course. So yeah, ready to see another one there. But I tell you, Terre Haute's plagued in May. I don't think they've had a May race in forever. Yeah. Well, we did go to the, they had the doubleheader last year, remember? And they oh, ran yeah. out the Saturday race. We went to the Friday we race. Went, we made it to the Friday gotcha. race, and they ran it on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so we came home. We came home because it was going to be late, and yeah. had to work the yeah. next day. And but but yeah, it's pretty right, not right. very good counts on the Mondays for them for sure. I'm no, like, sorry, sure. May on May and May, not Monday. May, yeah, yeah, I uh, know. It's been it's been a rough go for them. I'm I'm excited to see you know what Bill Rose can do with that place, and um, it's definitely I'm glad that they're still you know they were able to come to whatever conclusion you know that's one of the tracks that I probably should have brought up earlier in that conversation. But yeah, you know there's a there's a risk that place wasn't going to be around. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the fair board and everything else, so it's either way, you know. It's awesome to see that place. And now that you now that you're refreshed by memory on all that, maybe I'll try to sneak out and go support yeah. them, buy a couple of their beers. There you go. So well, looking forward to awesome. hopefully, maybe when we we'll meet up one of these one of these days this week or something. We'll see. But yeah, yeah. Uh, if I make it up to road, I'll shoot you a text. We'll try to get it together. Copy that, man. Well, we appreciate your time and uh, like I said, all you do for the racing community and you've done and continue to do. And uh, yeah, uh, well, good luck on the rest of the year. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. Thank you, guys, for having me and, and for having this um, pretty cool little venue to, to you know be able to talk about racing. Yeah, man. And food. Hey, <laughs> yeah, we're always good for that. So, 
Alright, awesome. man. All right, guys. Yeah. Enjoy your week. Um, and, and yeah, definitely see you at the races. Sounds good. Alright. See you, man. See you, buddy. Have Take- a good Yeah, bye. And this podcast is proudly sponsored by Rounders 2 Pizza, home of the Nameless Pizza. That's located in Daylight, Indiana. That's T-O-O, not the number two. Follow them on Facebook for all their weekly specials like our favorite, even though we haven't got it in a while. Thirsty Thursday, 12 wings and a pitcher of domestic beer for $16.50. Dine in or carry out for all your, and their, pizza, beer, wing, and sandwich needs. Give them a call at 812-867-7172 or check them out on Facebook or their brick-and-mortar location at 12731 North Green River Road, Evansville, Indiana, 47725. Love that place. Yeah. Just visited there Thursday like we always do. Twice for me. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to go, but uh-huh. uh, for lunch that day. We'll get, it, we'll get into that later. Yeah. We might as well just jump straight into the stoking the fire. Yeah. And... It's my favorite week of the year. I think it's, uh, if you listen to this show, it's probably your favorite week of the year, too. Uh, if you're a non-wing person, anyways. Yeah. If not, whatever. It's a, it's a at least you know what's going on. Indiana Sprint Week. Yeah. It's like Christmas in July. I know I say it all the time, and everybody says it. But So awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't get to go to all of them. I'd like to take the whole week off one one year and just go to every freaking one of them, but mm-hmm. be at a couple of them this, at the end of the year, end of the week. Bloomington and Tri-State's all I'm going to get to go to. You get to go to a couple more, but. Yeah. We'll enjoy. And that's what Flow Racing's for. Yeah. I'll be so watching yeah. Flow every night, except for, is it Monday? It's Tuesday, right? Tuesday they're off. Tuesday's yeah. the day off. Yeah. So, uh, I'll be at the rodeo that day, so. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, you will. I just found that out last week. Yeah. And what's funny is, she didn't even know they were having a rodeo. And I brought it up whenever we went to that shitty rodeo in Gibson County. And I said, oh, there's one in Vandenberg County Fair this year. On uh, I'll have to check the date. And she's like, oh, yeah? And I was like, yeah. And then, like, this <laughs> week she's like, oh, we're going. And I'm like, you didn't even know it was going on. <laughs> and now I got roped into going? I shouldn't have to go if you didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, hopefully it's better than the Gibson County one. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Tuesday's off, so I want to be watching no floor racing on my phone that night. Um Looking forward to Sprint Week. We didn't do our predictions like we used to do. Do you want to rattle it off <clears> real quick? Yeah, we could do that. I'll just go ahead with my list right here. I, just going winners. Yeah, just winners. I'm going to go Kokomo, Kyle Cummins, Lawrenceburg, Jake Swanson. Almost did that. I almost did. Yeah. I got Circle City, Brady Bacon. Mm-hmm. I got Terre Haute, Brady Bacon. Damn. Get on a little hot streak. Yeah. Sizzle some bacon. Now, you seen what he done for 10000 at Terre Haute not too long ago. Yeah. Anyway, Bloomington, I'm going to take C.J. Leary. Tri-State, I'm coming in here with uh, KTJ. I think you skipped Lincoln Park, didn't you? Did I? Or did I miss it? After Terre Haute, you said bacon, and then you skipped to Bloomington, I thought. Oh, I did skip friggin' uh, Lincoln Park, didn't I? Yeah. On the spot. Oh, shit. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, give me Chase. Stocking? He's going to straighten his uh, slump up. Yeah, it's something. At uh, Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. I like that one. All right, so my turn. Did you say Tri-State? Yeah, Tri-State was KT. KT. I almost picked him there, too. So I'm going Kokomo, Kyle Cummins. Might be the only one we have alike there. Uh, Lawrenceburg, Logan Seavey. Mm. 
He hasn't looked great, but he's been good there. Yeah. Um, Circle City, KTJ. Ooh. Terre Haute, CJ Leary. Lincoln Park, Shane Cottle, baby. Yeah, that's always a solid choice Catfish there. Catfish the bottom, baby. Yep. Let's get it. Uh, Bloomington, got Kyle Cummins. And Tri-State took a shot on this one, too. Jason Persley. Hey, he's, he's looked good there this year. Yeah. So, hopefully they can put something together. Yeah. Uh, we did find out last night that uh, provisionals were taken at Gas City. We'll get into the results later. But um, Jake Swanson and Chase Stockton. Swanson was like two spots out of the transfer and out of the B, and Stockton was out of the C, and they both took provisionals. And if you take a provisional, you don't get your sprint week points. <clears throat> did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, a little, little side note there, but – Kind of, it's a wash at this point for them, and not a wash, but it's they're in, they're in <laughs> pretty far down there. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's possible. You have to do well on all of them. Yeah, you, think, you you can't have one with zero points and win yeah. sprint week. You just yeah. can't. I don't know that it's been done. I, so, I can't imagine it has. Well, hopefully, they can pick up, and both of those teams can do better throughout the rest of the week. So, looking forward to sprint week, man. Oh, always yeah. uh always a good time. Christmas in July. Seen Can't say it of, enough. Yeah, seen a lot of fans, uh, maybe some followers, and uh, some drivers that we've we've uh, had on that we haven't seen and have ever been here, like Logan Calderwood's coming in his first time here. Uh, Joey Mantia, we just talked to, episode 104, his first time here. Uh, there's probably a few more guys we've had that uh, maybe we haven't seen in a while or haven't got the chance to see. So yeah. we're going to – Gonna check it out and see see who shows up and see how they do. So, and uh, a little slip up in last week's episode with uh, Trace Miller, um, we forgot Paragon Speedway on our results. So, just going to give that to you right now for the Leon Gentry Memorial on Saturday, July the fifteenth. KTJ won it. Shane Cottle come in second, and Sterling Kling was in third. There you go. That's MSCS uh, five thousand to 5, win. Five thousand to win. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That slipped. That, that I slipped up on that one for sure. <laughs> Didn't have that one down. But uh, got it now. So a week late. So uh, Plasterville, you know, as out in California, Speedway. Uh, their uh, USAC National Midget Show is the Hangtown Hundred. It's their big show. It was a. They expanded it. I think to a three-day show. It was a big deal uh, a few years ago. And it's back. It's in November on the seventeenth and eighteenth. And they reduced it to a two-day show this year. So, uh, don't know why. They didn't really say. but Maybe the three-day event didn't draw as much extra money as they thought. Wasn't worth it. Car counts. Maybe there's something counts. else going on out there. Who knows? Uh, so, if you're looking forward to the three-day deal, now you got a two-day deal. So, uh, Ashton Winger is your week five champion and overall Hell Tour champion for the late model summer nationals. He's the first driver to win Hell Tour Championship outside of the state of Illinois since Don O'Neill, the real deal. Uh, he's out of Indiana, of course, in case you didn't know that. He won it in 2004. It's been almost 20 years since they almost had some dude 20 years. outside the state of Illinois. Because, I mean, Bobby Pierce and yeah. guys like that. Fager. Uh, modified points finish. They finish up at Fairbury for the Prairie Dirt Classic on July 28th and 29th, which is this weekend. Well, next, well it'll be next weekend. Yeah. This coming yeah, weekend. This coming weekend. Whenever you decide to listen to this episode, I guess. But And uh, All-Stars Circuit of Champions will be at Red Hill tomorrow, actually. 
I don't know when you listen to this, but it'll be on Sunday anyway, July 23rd, and uh, we'll be there. Yep. We haven't been to Red Hill yet since they reopened it. Uh, looking forward to getting over there, going with a couple other buddies, uh, head over there and watch some good wing racing. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for it, man. Hauling uh, ass. Everybody that we've talked to is so like, yeah, the track started out rough when they first opened it back up, but it's there's been a lot of improvements and the track's good. We also heard somebody went and sprinkled some love over there in the off season. Yeah, we did. We but, did. Uh not gonna say names, but uh you can figure that out yourself. But uh Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready to see some like I said, I ain't going to Lawrenceburg, so I'll drive an hour to Red Hill and check that out. So it'll be yeah. a late night. Depending on what time we get back, but it'll be a late night. But uh, we're going anyway. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, let's see, SECT Summer Nationals at Silver Dollar Friday and Saturday was canceled due to extreme heat, hundred and ten degrees. That's in uh, Chico. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that's unbelievable. Yeah. Hundred and ten degrees. They've had some crazy heat out there, California. It's a uh, it's like the third or fourth race that I can think of right off the top of my they head that was canceled the due to Plasterville Weekly lot due to heat. Last week it was 120, I think, out there. That's insane. Just hot. Yeah. And then you got to think about the motor and the car, and then the guys in these race suits, and they'd be feeling like 130 degrees, 140 degrees, something just sitting there in yeah. the, inside the car. That's that's too much. And then you're not going to have any fans sitting through that either. So. Yeah. Um. Did have a couple more things. We got some driver uh, driver switches here. Uh, Hunter Schoenberg is uh, joining the Jay Kaiser Racing number twenty three for um, they run over in for uh, Fremont. I think it's for Spanky Zuna Pizza. Sorry, Kissler Racing. Uh, yeah, joining them for this weekend's racing. So. He's he's gonna be finding seats. We knew he would. So Oh yeah. And then uh <laughs> the other biggest storyline of the past couple of weeks and, and they always announce it right before a big race weekend. Yeah. Uh or race day. Justin Sanders is going to the Macri number thirty nine M and you know, besides his prior obligations he has to take care of, like uh Knoxville and things like that, he'll be running I think most of the season in the thirty nine M and the all stars. Uh he's running the all stars. Hold on a second. Is that right? And then Macri, Corey, yeah, Macri's running the All Stars. Yeah, I got this mixed stuff, up. And Corey Macri's, Day. yeah, Macri's running the All Stars. No, hold on, I did, I should have made this two bullet points. Sanders to the, the, the Macri 39M, and then different story. Mac Anthony Macri, former driver of the 39M, will be running the All Stars segment for the 70 the 7 BC, Costa mm-hmm. Marshall Racing, and Corey Day will run the high limit portion until Tyler Courtney is back, and that's for the 7 BC. Don't get it twisted. So, <laughs> uh, I got. I should have made that two bullet points there. I had too much stuff going on. Too many macros in one sentence. But uh, yeah, well, I saw something the other day. Somebody said, "Is uh, so are the Macri 39M shirts considered vintage now?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair fair question. Yeah. So true story. Unfortunate what happened there, but uh, whatever. But uh, some driver moves still going on. We're halfway through the season, so you never know what's going to happen. And uh, Knox Raceway in Pennsylvania ceased operations uh, effective immediately, so they they shut everything down. Uh, no more racing for the rest. Of whatever they had scheduled is not not going to happen. Rest uh, of 2023 is canceled. 
Yeah, it sucks. We were just talking about that with Alfred about some tracks and things, and uh, we did see. I was on their Facebook page. I wrote before we got on here, showing some pictures and the before and after when they took it over. Man, it was uh, definitely they did some did some stuff to it to bring it back. So hopefully somebody can get in there and figure something out, maybe. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> hopefully, anyway. Yeah. Uh, you don't even. Uh, I guess you've done okay. Let's talk about dirt draft. Yeah, because right, <laughs> I actually did good for once. Yeah. yeah. Been in a slump, dude. I've been horrible. I'll just get mine out of the way. Yeah. Only thing I've even finished under 500 all week was the Silver Crown mm. the other day, and I got 128, so I got 30 points for that. But uh, the rest of my shit's been five points. It's been 500 or above. I've had a rough week on Dirt mm-hmm. Draft. Yeah. Well, uh, July, July 19th, which was what Wednesday. Yeah. Land of Legends. Uh, Super Dirt Car Series. I was 232, kind of sniffing around the 200 mark there. Didn't get it. Uh, yeah, a bunch of 400s. There's a thousand there. Five, eight, uh, 253. Another night. You got 173 uh, right there. Too. 173 last night at Gas City. Uh, I would have been worse if Chase Stockton wouldn't taken a provisional. Mitchell Moles fourth. Stockton 18th. Westfall 10th. KTJ fifth. Carson Garrett 20th. Got me 25 points, and then. Uh, Extreme Outlaw Midgets at Doe Run got me 32nd place. Joby Miller, 6th. Brody Wake, 18th. Daniel Whitley, 3rd. Gavin Miller, 5th. And Garrett Williamson, 15th. So, 75 points on that one. That's all I got to shake for. 100 points yesterday, so I'll take it. Yeah. But, That's better than, way the hell better than my shit. Yeah. And uh, after that, we'd like to give a little special shout-out to Chrome Farms as well. Yeah. Didn't mention them with Rounders earlier, no. but... Uh, Thanks, Ben, yeah. for all you do for us. Mm-hmm. And we'll move right on to the feature finish. Uh, Houston Speedway Weekly Show on Sunday, July the 16th, 410s was Dusty Zomer, Tyler Drukey, Chase Randall. The race saver winner was Dan Carsred. I hope that's close. <laughs> close enough for me. Yeah. Hell Tour Week, uh... Week 5 finale at Wayne County on Sunday was uh, Kyle Moore, Ashton Winger, Rod Conley, and the mods was Nate Young, Brad Goff, and Zeke McKenzie. Super Dirt Car Series Hall of Fame 100 at Weedsport Speedway on Sunday was Matt Williamson, Super Matt Shepard, and Stuart Friesen. Land of Legend Speedway for the Stars and Stripes on Wednesday, July 19th, was Tim Fuller, Super Matt Shepard, Peter Britton, Dirt Car Sportsman's winner was Andrew Buff. Yeah, Stars and Traps 50. I left the 50 out of that one. I think it was 50. Uh, it doesn't matter now. But uh, Super Matt Shepard still doing well. Yeah, I think I got another result for him here coming up real soon. Yep. Short Track Super Series at Fonda for the Firecracker 50. 10,000 to win on Monday, July 17th. Would be Super Matt Shepard. His 34th career Short Track Super Series win. Second place, Stuart Friesen. Third, Alex Jankowski. And they were at Utica Rome Speedway for the Richie Evans Remembered 61 for the $6,100 win race on Thursday, July 20th. Guess what? Super <laughs> Matt Shepard back in victory lane for his 35th win. 2-2-1-1. Two, two, uh, one, one. So if somebody's on a roll right yeah. now. Uh, Matt Williamson second, third, Tim Fuller. Moving on to the All-Star Circuit of Champions at Lernerville for the Don Martin Memorial $25,000 to win on Tuesday, July 18th. Guess what? Kyle Larson won that one. Second, Brent Marks. Third, Justin Peck. And then Friday night, they were at 
Friday, July 21st, they were at 34 Raceway in Iowa. That was a hell of a race, actually. I turned that on for the sprint week race. Zeb Wise with the win, second in Reitzel. Sorry, Aaron Reitzel. I don't know what I just said. And third, Austin McCarl. And, a, and Aaron. Whatever. Same, you know, you know his last name. You can figure it out. <laughs> uh, but it was rubber down. Uh, but there was a lot of passing, a lot of slide jobs, at least up front. Um, looks like a, It was a pretty fun race. It was actually better than the sprint, sprint week race at Gas City, I thought. Um, moving on to tonight, they are at – this is Saturday – uh, I think Chris Windham's helping promote this one. Uh, of course, it's presented by NOS Energy Drink. Shocker. Um, they are at Spoon River for the Royal on the River, 8,000 to win. So looking forward to getting those results to you guys next episode. Word of Outlaw Sprint Cars, we're at BAPS coming back after um, 31 years. So as long as I've been on this earth, they've never raced there. Uh, if you really want to feel, we can talk <laughs> about old again. Um, they got rain on Wednesday, so they had to push it to Thursday. Uh, the 19th of July for the Brickers Bash. David Gravel with the win, second Brad Sweet, third Logan Shuhart. And they were at Williams Grove last night for the Champion Racing Oil Summer Nationals on Friday, July 21st. A uh, pretty photo finish type finish there. Uh, Logan Shuhart got Brad Sweet at the line, and Rico, yeah, so Brad Sweet was second, and then Rico Avery third. Uh, pretty, I think, boring race up until that point. <clears throat> Just yeah. Williams Grove, though. But. Yeah. Front row usually takes one of them. Yeah. Uh, didn't yeah. watch it like I said. I was watching Gas City. So, and then tonight the championship, the, the or the, the final ones tonight on the twenty second. USAC Indiana Sprint Week uh, kickoff at uh, Gas City on Friday was. <sighs> Damn, you got stuck with that one. <laughs> yeah, Justin Grant got first fucking place. <laughs> Robert Blue got second. Brady Bacon come in third. Kokomo will be tonight, Saturday, July 22nd. We'll say we need to put it on there. 58 cars at Gas City. Oh, yeah. That uh, record uh, since, what, 2005 was the th- most cars th- since I think 2005? That's what it said was for a sprint week yeah. race. That's, that's a I was, lot of cars. I was really, really, I was really, I'm glad. I'm glad. I guess everybody's itching to um, get out, you know? Yeah. So, um, uh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Kokomo was tonight. We'll get those results on the next show. I'm sure we'll have the whole sprint week, sprint week on the next show. Yep. Uh, Lincoln Park Bomber Special on Saturday, July the 22nd. IMCA 305 Race Savers, Bombers, Mods, and Super Stocks. Five classes tonight at Lincoln Park. Good luck, guys. Yeah. We'll have those results maybe next week. Mm-hmm. Paragon Speedway Crate Late Model Sprint Special Night. One on uh, Friday, July the 21st. Crate Lake models was Chad Stapleton, Tyler Neal, and Marty O'Neill. The sprint cars was Ricky Lewis, Alex Sipes, and Jordan Kinzer. Then, of course, night two will be tonight. We don't have those results, but yeah. they'll be on the next show. They actually had uh, 26 sprints there last night, so between Gas City and Paragon, that's... that's- when you had 58 at Gas City and still got 26 at Paragon, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty. But you pretty had the guys. That, you had the guys that didn't want to go there, and that's fine to Gas City. And yeah, I mean they still had a probably pretty decent show there, I would say. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, Knoxville Weekly, we'll have those results to you. Houston's. They had the Ben Nord Nordurft Memorial Makeup Race at Tri-State Late Models on Wednesday, July 19th. Cole Searing got the win, second. Blair Northrift, that's a hell of a tongue twister, Northrift, (laughs) and Cade Richards. 
Lucas Oil Late Models are there for the Houston's Go 50 on Thursday, July 20th. You've heard this name before a lot. Ricky Thornton Jr. got the win. Second, Bobby Pierce. Third, Jonathan Davenport. And they're there tonight. Actually, right now they're there because it rained out Friday night. Yep. They're running the Friday portion in the afternoon, and then they will run the full show tonight as well for the night two part is actually tonight. So look forward to those. Like, we have a lot of these. We haven't done a Saturday show in a while, if ever. So um, a little odd not having the Saturday results in yeah, here. But, but we'll, uh, we got them, I got them highlighted. We'll get to them next, next oh episode yeah. for sure. Extreme Outlaw Midgets at Doran Raceway on Friday, July 21st with Zach Dom, Jade Avedesian, and Daniel Whitley. Southern Illinois Raceway will be tonight, and that's another one we have results for on the next show. Taco Bravo night on Friday, July 21st was Chase Johnson, Mitchell Facento, and Chance Grosty. Wildman Kelly Classic, Jacksonville Speedway on Friday, July 21st. Mars Lake Models was Jason Fager, Ryan Unzicker, and Mike Harrison. The 305 feature winner was Joey Mullen. I think that wraps up the the feature finish part of the episode. Yeah. Got through those fairly quick with all we the did. Saturday ones gone. And we'll get straight on into the smoke. And I have a little more to contribute this week than last week. <laughs> well, let's hear it, dude. You really you, you stepped it up this week, then. What you're yeah, I've, I've been uh, trying to eat a little better and waste a little less money eating out so yeah monday that can, that can add up monday i had a steak of course i have at least one steak every there you go every week the monday i had a ribeye steak and let's see tuesday i actually tried to cook some chicken yeah and it wasn't as dry as i normally do chicken but it's not as good as when you do chicken. So, <laughs> But I, I did have some chicken thighs. There you go. Chicken quarters, I mean. I don't know why I said thighs. There you go. I fixed two chicken quarters. Eat them both. Dark leg quarters or, or breast, breast leg, quarters? Leg quarters. There you go. I just I feel like it's weird to see, but they do have the wing and the breast quarter. But yeah. I'll eat it. Not preferred. Yeah. I'm Give not, me that dark meat yeah, all day. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's where I'm at, too. Let's see. Wednesday, I... Oh, I just done uh, cheeseburgers. I had some ground beef thawed out. And I made some big fat patties, made like the Juicy Lucy oh, ones. Hell like yeah. you, I, got one that ba- I had one of those little baby bell, or two of those little baby bells in each burger. Yeah. Made it around. It wasn't as good as Shalene does it. I don't know how <laughs> she makes them so perfect every time, but don't she know. does. But I, t- I done that. And uh, of course, I put some American cheese on top of it, too. Then Thursday was Rounders Day. I got laughed at and poked fun of by we actually had a fairly big crowd with we did. us Thursday. Like ten people there counting us. I only had a buffalo chicken salad, which if you're gonna eat a salad, that's the thing to get at Rounders for sure. Yeah. Well, if, if a, I ate salad I would, but I've heard it's good. It's a big sum of a bitch and it's yeah. good as hell. Reasonable price. Yeah, I don't even remember what the price was, but it's uh it's not bad. My whole bill was like thirty seven dollars and I had Several Tito's again. Uncle, yeah. Me and Uncle Tito's been hanging out, hanging out a lot lately. And then last night I fixed a pork steak. There you go. And you can't go wrong with that. And I didn't have a ton of sides. I'm more of just a meat guy this week. I did have 
a can of green beans one nine. I think that was with the chicken. Get you go. Oh yeah. And then last night I had uh, some mac and cheese with my pork steak. And that was okay. that was that's always size. solid, dude. Yeah. Like any time you have a pork steak, usually for me anyway, it's usually mac and cheese. Mac and cheese with pork steaks yeah. are just perfect fit for some reason. Yeah. And then now we're here on Saturday, and I haven't eaten uh, dinner yet tonight. So mm. working on that here later. Um, I think I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but uh, oh, actually I do. What I'm gonna do doing Cornish hens uh, on the smoker. So you done? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm just, just making sure they want to cut you off. Just hitting the gym after we get done with this. There you go. Pump some iron. Figure out what yeah. I'm gonna have for dinner later. There you go. So yeah, Monday we made some uh, homemade chicken strip. Hold on a second. Yeah, homemade chicken chicken strips. Where did I get the chicken strips from? Oh, I grilled them. Yeah, just grilled them. No breading. No healthy shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't have to fire the fryer up, which I did fire the fryer up a couple days later. Um, did some chicken strips, uh, and then Tuesday we had to go to Sam's, and you know decided to to go to. We were going to go to Texas Roadhouse because it was right there. We were just going to get like appetizer, you know, no steak. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you know, you couldn't fit a fucking anything in that fucking place. Yeah. Just driving by, I was like, I'm not going there. Yeah. Went to Longhorn and, uh, shout out to Josh at Dirt Core Jesters for the, the, uh, the meal there. And, uh, got a, it's always what I get 20 ounce outlaw ribeye there with the bone in money. Can't beat it. Man, Can't it's so beat good. It. I, I just, at a restaurant, you can't yeah. beat it. Yeah, it's like a sore dick. Can't beat it. Uh, that yeah, broccoli fries. Man, I was full. Had a Moscow mule. Uh, Shalane, I almost got the twelve ounce ribeye, and I was like, you know what? It's like an extra six bucks for the twenty ounce. Yeah, I'm getting the big boy. Yeah. So she got the twelve ounce. Um, went to Sam's, you know, because you don't want to go grocery shopping when you're hungry. That's a horrible idea. I've uh, done that before. I'm sure, we all have. Turns out it didn't really help much. No, but we hadn't <laughs> been there in a while either, so. Anyways, you know how Sam's goes, unless you're doing a pickup there. Uh, Wednesday, had some uh, chicken breasts. We kind of flattened them out. Tried to, anyways, until they get in the fryer. They kind of plump up a little bit. Um, had some spicy wings breading. And I've had it for a while, and it was it was pretty good. Not my favorite breading, but uh, never had tried it before. Threw them in the deep fryer, made some big old, uh, put on some Texas toast, and put some cheese sticks on top of it. Cause mm-hmm. I, saw it on, I saw it on Facebook one day. Yeah. So we put cheese sticks on top, made some fries with it. That's a big chicken sandwich, man. I couldn't even eat all of it. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, the big motherfucker. Uh, I remember the picture, but I didn't think yeah. it was so big you couldn't eat it all. Dude, it was, it was massive. Uh, of course, I had fries, too. But uh, Thursday, been hearing about this for a while. Joe uh, decided to do brisket burgers. Yes, it's ground beef, technically. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, but it's not like a roast or nothing. But uh, anyway, it is kind of. I guess a brisket kind of is a roast, isn't it? Um, brisket's really shitty cut of meat, yeah. really, if you think about but it. But people it's, love it. It's so good. So uh, Joe did got two briskets, put them through the grinder three times, and dude, I know you you're a little disgusted since you missed out, but yeah, uh, dude, melt in your mouth, dude. I wanted like, it so bad. It was like falling. It was like falling apart. Like not falling apart, but it was soft. It was like biting into like a yeah. I don't know. It was good. And uh, definitely, he put some uh, hot barbecue sauce in there for me. His request, not mine. Uh, His idea. And uh, that was really good. Uh, uh, Brisket burger and fries for like $10.99. 
or eleven ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, get the fuck out of here. That's the best deal in town. Um, that, that lady I was meeting was like five minutes late. I was like cussing. I was. <laughs> I was you could have got it to go. <laughs> I was about to call like, where the fuck you at? I'm missing this brisket burger right now for yeah. you. Yeah, missed it. Uh, then went back that night and had some concoction that Neil came up with. Uh, chicken, bacon concoction with barbecue sauce on it. It was pretty good. Not my favorite one, but uh, always something different we usually get there. And last night, Friday night, I did got a pork loin at Sam's and we cut it up and made it some pork chops out of it. So we did that. Grilled them. I uh, found some uh, bourbon barbecue or some bourbon sauce in the barn that I forgot about and threw them on there and kind yeah. of bourbon glazed them. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, that's all I've had I think through, uh, throughout the week here. Uh, oh, I did go to yesterday. I, I went to say, Bubba's. You and, you and Hunter went Met yesterday. Hunter and Neil down there. Uh, didn't really necessarily want to go there because it's kind of in town and, and they weren't in a hurry there let me tell you uh yeah. <laughs> so because i didn't get back till almost two o'clock and i left at twelve fifteen. oh shit yeah they're at twelve twenty somewhere in there damn uh they were not in a hurry yeah That's so i got a big old fish sandwich i was gonna get the fried chicken there like it's the buttermilk fried chicken breast with the gravy and all that mm-hmm. but it came with like two sides and i was like i really don't want to be fucking stuffing that, myself that and full. it's like 97 degrees out today no i don't think so so changed my mind got the fish sandwich and it was pretty good toasted the big uh big hoagie bun toasted that motherfucker yeah the picture looked good yeah uh that's pretty good i mean bubba 33 we got a double tito's there was needed uh <laughs> but yeah it was it's pretty good it's a pretty good place not my first choice but uh that's all i have for the week and I'm, like i said i'm doing some cornish hens this evening so throwing them on the smoker I thought about frying. I'm just dropping them in the deep fryer, but I think I'm just <clears> gonna smoke them. Less mess. Yeah. Either way, I I can't really contribute to chicken talk because I tried it again this week and it still was drier yeah. than it should have been. I screwed chicken up somehow. I don't know yeah. how I did it. Oh, I well. use my thermopen. I, Damn. I do everything, and my chicken just ain't good. Yeah. Well, maybe one day, after many years of practice you'll get there one day <laughs> yeah i'm be 45 years old in a month and <laughs> still ain't figured out how to cook chicken <laughs> hell yeah so i think that's about wrapping up my deal um sunday looking forward to the all-star race we'll come back with results and uh recap from that um uh, but yeah it's uh sprint weeks here man i'm pumped uh have kokomo on tonight for sure watching that wish i was there but I'm sure the frog bar's popping right now. Oh, yeah, I'm sure but, it is. Well, since the fucking sun came up this morning, probably. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> maybe some guys left over from the night before away and passed out. <laughs> We've seen pictures of them seen, before. Seen that before, <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, I think, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to Sprint Week, you know, and uh, All-Stars. So, and support the local dirt track. Always. Don't forget that. But Even if it ain't your favorite cars racing. Yeah. So, I think that's about all. I really appreciate Alfred joining us. That was a good one, good conversation with him. So, yeah, if you got any info, uh, you want to know anything, reach out to him. If you're interested, serious inquiries only. Yeah. If you're interested in owning a series, running a series, you got that experience, you know what to do. Yeah. Check him out. Hell yeah. So, I think I am done. I think I'm going to go maybe try to do something outside and then maybe go to the bar for a couple drinks. I don't know. I know where you're going, but... Yeah, I'm off. 
hang out there for a couple hours probably and uh, go home and take a shower because I'll be good and sweaty after that. There you go. Then I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Probably find somewhere to have a couple drinks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, following along, tuning in. Hopefully see you at Sprint Week sometime this week. Stop by and say, hey, we'll have stickers. We've got some shirts left, just a couple, tank tops. Um, limited, so, I mean, mainly large and extra large. We do have some women's tank tops, some like the racer, razorback, whatever the hell, however you, <coughs> how the hell you say it. Yeah. Uh, do you have one sweatshirt left, I think, the pink one. Uh, anyways, stop by and see us, say, hey. Snag a snag a picture, you know, or just say hey, have a couple beers. Yeah. So. Say hi if nothing else. Yeah. Don't be shy. So, uh, Charlie, I think I'm done. Do you have something for me? Always just those last couple words. words. Peace, Peace out, out, motherfuckers. motherfuckers.